0: yeah because when you're seeing yourself as this ego that is isolated from love you're isolated from it you're living in an illusion yeah that's and 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 that's why i'm saying you got to immerse yourself you got to break out the illusion and and just fall back into the oceans of love yeah
1: that was harvey dale i'm your host michael dunphy and this is the further liberation podcast I came across Harvey and his work through Instagram, and I really appreciated his message. So I thought he'd be really interesting to talk to, and that he was. He told me about the tragedy he experienced that initiated his search for purpose. We talked about the differences between religion and spirituality, how to elicit change in ourselves and in the world, and what it's like to walk the spiritual path. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Further Liberation Podcast.
0: Yo, I think this is cool I think all the topics we're about to talk about is pretty amazing so mm-hmm. yeah dude let's get into it like,
1: all right cool my, uh, on I mind. really like what's the sure.
0: thing you think you can go for what's I think what well, what's the word? first thing you think you were gonna go for?
1: I don't know. Honestly, like I kind of was thinking that I do it, uh, the way I did with, uh, the one I did with Aaron the other day where I just get to know you a little better yeah. because I don't like Aaron and I spoke on the phone once before we actually did a podcast. So we, we right. knew a little bit about each other, but I basically know nothing about you aside from what I've seen on your Instagram. So I'd like to get to know Harvey a little, Yeah, tell me your story, man. How do you, how'd All you right, get man. to where you are? Um,
0: yeah. So I'm Harvey. I'm 23 now. Um, I'm currently a photographer. Um, I'm going to be expanding into videos as well, but um, I've been on a path of finding purpose and finding my passion this whole time. So um, I pretty much have my first um, wave of awakening at 18. And that was in like, that was like rock bottom for me at 18. Mm. So that's when the awakening was happening. And for the past five years has been, well, not so much the last year, but the past, not so much the, the last half a year, but for the past four, four, and a half, four and a half years has been struggling between what to do about my awakening. Like I have this conscious awareness of certain things, but do I have the emotion capacity to do them? Do I have the courage to do them? um you know am i willing to stand out from the crowd stuff mm. like that right so that's been that's been a battle and now uh, where i am now i'm not afraid to stand out from the crowd anymore and mm-hmm. i'm willing to stand out the crowd so that i can um do the work that i was called to do
1: very cool man so could yeah. you tell me a little bit about that awakening process like what happened for you to have a shift in consciousness
0: okay so so when i was um So I would have to tell a little bit of the story leading up to that year of me being 18. Um, So 17, something kind of tragic happened in my life, and that is um, after our last day at school for our junior year, me and a few friends were hanging out at the pool, just celebrating that the school year has ended. And then um, we were wrestling, and then me and my two other friends, they were my best friends, by the way, we got electrocuted at the pool. And holy crap that, that happened. that was I, um, because there was a leak in one of the uh light on the wall. Right. Which we were wrestling, we bumped into it. Uh-huh. And then all three of us got electrocuted. And then um and then it was really uh I got blasted out because they had more surface uh, attached between them and the lamp and I only mm. had my hand attached to them. So I was shocked very hard, but it blasted me out. Mm. And then I kind of had to watch them like get shocked until they go down to the floor in front of me and they both stopped breathing while I was CPRing them. So that was, yeah. So that was a crazy experience for me, which let me down a pretty, um, I would say painful path, uh, you know, Uh, I couldn't, I didn't really know how to cope with that properly. So, um, um, my parents didn't know how to support me with that too. So I went, I started going heavily in drugs and, um, you know, before that I, which is only smoked weed, I was a really chill stoner. I just wanted to have fun and, and chill out. But then after that it was ecstasy and, and then it was more pharmaceutical pills or cocaine or whatever that was there. And I just wanted to explore, but, it, but it just got a hold of me for a period of time. And, uh, my, 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 the rest of the group of friends started thinking that I'm going crazy whenever I really was just really needed emotional support from everybody. But, um, they were not old and mature enough to realize that. So they start thinking I'm crazy, you know, started starting fight with me One dude in the group wanted to me or or call on his gang to jump me and stuff like this. So all these things were happening in my life. And then I said, F all this, you know, I'm going to go all out. So I, I had a huge like tantrum and it's me just my like my dad was out of town and I just used my house as the party hub. I said, F everybody. I don't need family. I don't need friends. I'm just going to call all these people from town, from everybody i have like 30 people at my house just partying for like three weeks straight and in those three weeks i was the highest i've ever been in my whole life and i would have glimpses of like very prophetic visions Mm. (laughs) during those nights of the parties being high as hell on drugs so i was uh (laughs) i was like wow this is crazy i'm seeing i'm seeing like the devil and the angel in my head fighting to gain control over my mind. And I'm like, what is happening? Right. And I start being curious about religions and governments and Illuminati and aliens and ancient mm-hmm. religion, religions and cultures and star seeds and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, uh, Sooner or later, I got in trouble because I was causing too much noise. I was being too irresponsible, you know, so I got in trouble. My dad said, you're going to rehab. And I'm like, dad, I don't have a drug problem. I have an emotional problem. And he said, that's what all addicts say. You're going to rehab. And so sent me to rehab. That rehab was on an Island, which is great. So I was isolated for a whole month out in an Island and, luckily the owner of that rehab was an independent rehab and the owner of that rehab was a very spiritual person he was very much into spirituality we had yoga classes we have art classes at the rehab the the rehab was built in like a resort structure um yeah type of way and it was it was so nice everybody there that i met was just they all hit rock bottom before they came to that rehab and they were all was just trying to love themselves and love each other and try to get back on their feet. So that was like the first time I truly felt unconditional love that was so clear to me in my face. And it was enough love for me to turn back the other direction Mm. and says, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep going on the fast lane down this lane of suffering anymore. And I'm going to, So after rehab, I came back, I read a lot of books on personal development, spirituality, watch a lot of videos and, you know, work out, meditate a lot, um, yeah, eat better. But then in the last few years, it's it's been like, you know, I have to keep on practicing because it's on and off, on and off. Sometimes I would, sometimes I'll eat healthy and meditate, and sometimes I would not eat healthy, not meditate. Sometimes I would stand out from the crowd and say, and talk about things like consciousness and God and, and Illuminati and possibly aliens or ancient religions and culture. And sometime I would not, because I'm like, Oh no, uh, the consequence, the effects of me saying this is people are moving away from me. That's not Mm -hmm. good. I need people. No. So Mm -hmm. I would try to fit in again and that never worked out well for me. Mm -hmm. So now I'm ready to just, be whoever the hell I am doing whatever the hell I need to do for for me, for my soul to feel like it's elevating and it's growing. And mm-hmm. if people move away from me, that's great. That's, that's, that's supposed to happen.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That's a heavy story. Wow.
0: Yeah. My dark night of the soul lasted quite a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: Like pretty
0: much like four or five years of yeah. dark night of the soul. It was pretty intense.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm curious, did you have any uh, religious upbringing? Did you have any connection to spirituality at all before this instance?
0: I would say a little bit. Um, My mom considered herself a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad doesn't follow any religion, but I was uh, born and raised in Vietnam. So I was around a lot of temples. So there was always a kind of spiritual feeling when you go to a temple. Mm -hmm. So I have this sense of spirituality in my life. Right. But I never practice anything, or not, I never care for it. Right. But grew, growing up around it, I felt it a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. So you've always had somewhat of a belief in a higher power.
0: Um. To as young as like three, four. Yeah. When I started to speak, dude, I right. remember I was asking, I was asking such high vibrational questions that people around me was like. What? why are you asking these questions? Like I've lived 40 years of my life and I don't even ask these questions. So <laughs> I so I start shutting myself up. You know, I, I start right. asking about death and I start okay. asking about what happened after you die. And I start mm. ta- asking about spirits and, and people think that my imagination was just too much and that right. I need to care more about the daily mundane things. Yeah. So mm. they're like, they're shutting down my consciousness to be on their level. So that I'm a normal
1: kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. So yeah, that, that whole pressure to be normalized is very prominent in our society. That's for sure. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: So, yeah. uh, how, like you say, this is, this occurred like five years ago that you decided that I'm going to take control. Essentially. I'm going to yes. go on the, the path of light rather than the, the path that's of right. dark, so to speak. And you say, yeah. uh, you talked about how there's like a lots of, on's and off's. Whereas a lot of people might think that once you're awakened or enlightened or whatever you want to call it, then you're just like done (laughs) and you're just happy all the time. And that's just the way it is. But that, Mm -hmm. you know, for yourself, that's not the case. So why don't you tell me about like a little bit about how, uh, I guess you've struggled with it or not even necessarily struggle, but just like what has been the challenges you faced over the past five years, trying to maintain that level of consciousness by, but also still interacting with the world around you.
0: That's so interesting. So I, I, I'll, I'll go into details, but I, I will, I, I just received like a, like a mental image of, mm. of light and dark. And it was, it's pretty much like the dark is very comfortable. It's like a cave, like it's so easy for you to go in there. Once mm. the outside world is a little bit too chaotic or uncomfortable, Right. When you when you're in the light, you can see everything and everything you're seeing. You're, you might not like it. You might see a bear. You might see a tiger. You might see an army of people. You might see corrupt people. And, and it scares you. You go back to the darkness and darkness is pretty much um, ignorance to me. um It's ignorance. It, it's the root or, or kind of like a gateway to the dark. Mm. Right. Starts with being ignorant and then you're ignorant about dysfunctional behavior then it and then those dysfunctional behavior becomes destructive and then those destructive behavior start destroying you and decaying you and now you're no longer the same person that you are so now you're a decayed destructive person now you're closer to evil and you're closer to to the darkest of dark mm-hmm. and you know it, you, it. it's like a spectrum right light is the same way like you're First, you're a good person who do good deeds by, you know, at least try to be aware of who you are and how you affect others and how your action affect others. And then you're aware of it, and then you do more of it, and then you do more of it, and eventually become almost like a saint who don't do any bad at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: So it's it's almost like a spectrum to me. But so speaking about that, I would say the struggle was um with um being being more um I would say the dark is very clingy. It's very clingy and very sticky because um, if you have lived in ignorance your whole life, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of second nature to you to, to be so. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that's why it's very sticky. But I would say I never had problem with uh, being aware of, of more of myself or the, the bad behaviors of myself. It was hard for me to change them. Mm. Like, like, let's say smoking cigarettes, cigarette, like addiction. Mm-hmm. That was hard to change. Um, being arrogant, that was hard to change. Being big-headed about myself because I think I've been through so much and then because I've been through so much and I'm learning so much and I'm doing so much work that I'm somewhat special mm. or I'm somewhat, like, you know, like I should be somebody more than somebody else because yeah. of the amount of intensity I've gone through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. was so hard to let go for me. I was like, oh, I'm this dude. I'm this dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, know I experienced yeah. the same thing myself, man. Like right. I, you know, from my perspective, I suffered more than anyone, <laughs> you know, that's the way I seen it through my eyes. Like maybe not to that degree that I've, actually felt like I suffered more than anyone, but like to the people that I've seen in my life, like my good friends, they always seem to have it way better than me. So I always thought to myself, there's no way they'll ever understand what I think. And I always felt like there's no way I could confide in someone and get their advice because there's no way they could understand what I'm going through. I I never asked for advice, almost never, because it's not that I didn't think my friends would be kind and comforting and try to help me. It's just that I was like, They might say something, but they're not going to be able, it's not going to apply to me because in my mind, there's something they just simply can't understand because they never went through it. So there's no point. I would only look to myself for answers. I'd be like, I got all the answers. Nobody else don't know anything. (laughs) Like it was, it was a level of arrogance. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I totally relate. Mm -hmm. But, but you, you, you brought up something that made me think uh, about how to explain this even better. Um, So, you know, you know that, um, you know that, Little vortex of like emotion, like going from apathy to like mm. anger, desire and love and yeah. passion and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the frequency of them all, that's pretty much like the light and dark right there. Right. Like exactly. dark. Yeah, dude. Like there's certain frequency, certain range of emotion that I would consider more dark. Like you said, jealousy, you have bitterness, resentment, mm-hmm. you know, um anger is somewhere right in the between because anger can serve for good and for bad. Right. 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 And, um, yeah, so, so it was hard to, um, first of all, like deal with apathy, dealing with the fact that, you know, like there is something to do about your life Mm
1: -hmm. rather
0: than your life, just being a constant waking up and going back to sleep. And what am I going to do today? Nothing. (laughs) And then going back to sleep, you know, it's just like, whatever, be on your phone, maybe hang out with some friends, maybe not, you know, Mm -hmm. like or just playing video games all day or whatever, yeah. right? First of all, I have to deal with that, that there is a higher calling. There is something trying to pull me towards a direction and mm. I have to not ignore it. I have to, and I don't know what it is, but for me, is it's is extra intense, the call. The mm. call is extra intense and I'm not sure what it is all the time, mm. but I'm like, something is telling me to look at this or do this or move in this direction like i have a i have a huge call to help people and that's all i knew i just i just knew that i have a huge call to go help people and i didn't know who i was i didn't know what i was good at and so i have to work at the apathy work at the codependency because i couldn't i couldn't not be in a relationship
2: mm.
0: i was always in relationship because i was codependent i couldn't right. i couldn't deal with being alone because of all the emotions I have. So I have to deal with being codependent. I have to deal with the the toxic behaviors I would have in a relationship due to my negative conditioning as a kid. So that's more darkness. I have to deal with that. And then I have to deal with the guilt and shame of doing all of that. And then I have to deal with the addiction of never having the right stuff in my life. And then I have to deal with working through the negative mindset of thinking that I'm, I will amount to nothing and, and I don't have any talent and all these things. So I have to work through all those things and all those things I would consider more dark things. Right. Mm. The, yeah. Because they're all is caused by uh, ignorance, yeah. lack of love, lack of the light,
1: lack of so, understanding.
0: Yeah. Lack of understanding really. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was what it is. And also uh, a lack of self worth and and understanding of yourself, so that you're you're always trying to fit into some kind of social group instead of um, attracting your own social group to mm. you from mm. being who you are.
1: Yeah, it's a totally yeah. different thing. Yeah, I I, I dealt with it. Uh, that was one of the big things for me as well. Was like. I consistently cared about what other th- other people thought of me my whole life. Like that was yeah. what made me. If I didn't have the approval or at least some like respect from someone or some right. admiration from someone or whatever, if I felt that that was going to be taken away, I felt like I was going to implode. Like I was like I can't survive without someone caring about me, <laughs> you know. It was I was so dependent on others. And the thing was for me, I didn't believe I was uh, I was kind of the opposite of you in the sense that I avoided relationships like romantic relationships because I th- kind of seen myself as not better than it, but I just i kind of seen that as a facade as well because right. people would get into relationships to make themselves feel good, but it would just be two people encouraging each other's egos and they would never actually have any right. growth or or like self-reflection right. just like if you're Girlfriend was saying something crazy or, or wrong and or stupid or whatever. The guy's like obligation in the relationship was to assure her she was right, even though he knew she was wrong, and and vice versa.
0: And he, he yeah, and he, he couldn't he could make her wrong because if he make her wrong, then now their relationship has a problem. Exactly right. <laughs> she gonna. So, help? she's going to cause a problem for him.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So I seen all that and I was like, this is so fake. Everyone's so fake. You know, it's like that kid from that, uh, what is it? Uh, The catcher in the rye. I thought everyone around me was fake in some way. And so, yeah, I avoided relationships, uh, for that reason and others, honestly. Uh, so when I started looking, looking around, be like, everybody needs someone else to be happy. Like I don't need anybody else to be happy. I'm fine on my own. I don't need no girlfriend. I don't need none of that. And then when I had my, quote, awakening experience, I started to realize, like, man, I am just as dependent on my friends as other people are dependent on their their girlfriends. Like, if my friend called me today and said, I hate you, man, we're not hanging out anymore, I would be ruined, you know what I mean? So, like, at that point, I was just like, I got to really find out what's going on within me because there's a reason why I'm terrified to be without friends because I always had good friends, like, from when I was, like, in high school – all the way up till now I, I still truly believe i have some of the best friends you could have and yeah. so i was just like what if i didn't have that support system what if i didn't have those people there that truly loved me like how would i deal and the idea absolutely horrified me so i was i basically you know conducted a thought experiment and i said to myself okay imagine what it would be like if all your friends told you today that they all hate you or something like that. And the feeling was so overwhelming. It was hard to handle, but I was like, just be with it. I forced myself to just be with it. I'm like, it's okay. You know, you got to consider the idea that that's a possibility. Like you don't necessarily have to make it a likelihood, but it is possible that your friends could think something of you that's completely wrong. And there's no way you can convince them otherwise. And then all of a sudden you got no friends anymore. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> so yeah. I let myself deal with those ideas. And in dealing with those ideas, I I let go of my attachment to my friends. And honestly, that made me love them more. And it made me more lovable because I didn't need them anymore. So I wasn't asking them to be anything they're not. I wasn't like, you got to be this for me. You got to be there for me. Like We all have definitions of what a friend is. And I had right. some like, for an example, you know, I like being picked on when I was growing up. If like some kid was mean to me, but then he was friends with one of my friends, I would like despise my friend. I'm like, how can you be friends with that guy? He's an asshole to me. You should hate him because I hate him. So I expected all my friends to hate all the people I hated. And I was like, man, yeah. I can't ask that of people. Like that's that's crazy. You know, like I gotta, if I hate him, that's my own issue, and I had to deal with that. So I stopped asking my friends to be something for me and now i have better relationships with my friends and my family and everyone in my life better than i've ever had in my life because i'm not attached to them anymore i'm not needing them to be someone or do something so i can be happy with them
0: yeah dude that's 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 definitely the key man i've had to i've had to um i've had to learn it the hard way cuz i i actually lived that nightmare that you were trying to yeah mind to learn. right so I, I had to live through that and kind of and and it forced me because I was so I, I I'm just as much at that time was like I need my friends and people like i didn't I didn't consciously think that, but right. I know emotionally I really needed people yeah but but um literally life cut them all off at once mm-hmm. you all so you never had like
1: one person. There was no like one person left that was like still on your side.
0: Um, after a little while, there was like mm-hmm. a friend, yeah, yeah. But he he was also very you know addicted to things, and okay. you know he's not emotionally available for right. things. He was in a dark place himself. Yeah, and and he still is, and yeah. he still is, and I, I I I'm sad that I couldn't help him, you know. But everybody has their own time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, dude. There, there is one friend. Um, I definitely have to give credit to him. But um, it, it, he was there physically, but not all the time can be there emotionally. Right. right. Yeah. Of course. And that physical presence was was good enough for me to feel like okay, there's something. Like I'm not gonna, you know. But uh, but I'm during those time, bro, I, I try to like I try to kill myself. Mm. Like I literally did because I I. I not no joke. I tried to jump out of the building and um, I had a girl at the time. She um, pulled me back, you mm-hmm. know, right, like literally like right on time as I was making my move. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm close to death like three times in my life already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I've just been through like the the kind of darkness that went on in my life is just like sometimes it gets like so dark that I'm like how am I here <laughs> how am I here right now but anyways my point was that I've had to learn some of the same lessons in such extreme way and I don't I don't know why but I think that it makes me more like I can relate to other people so much better having gone through such um a variety of different kinds of pain right. and such depth of it too you know yeah and um. Yeah, dude, it forced me to be like, you know what? There's only me. I'm going to have to fix my life. I'm the one who's going to have to take care of my emotions. I'm the one who's going to have to take care of my happiness, my how my life turns out, how anything turns out. Nobody's going to be there. I got to prepare for everybody to leave at any second. Mm-hmm. I got to prepare to be okay for anybody to leave at any second. So my pocket has to be right. My career has to be right. My emotions got to be right. And, mm-hmm. and I got to know what I want in life without people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it showed me a great deal of things I want in life without people. But then I got caught in a trap of going after those things and never caring about people. Mm. Not, not never caring about people, but never pursuing people. Right. Because it was such a deep pain. That 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 I was abandoned, I was rejected, and I, I and and I lost trust for all the people that was around me. Yeah, and so I, I couldn't trust any relationship, so I didn't pursue any relationship. Yeah. I didn't pursue a, a romantic one or a friendship. I just went straight on like work, work, work. I'm going to put all my time in work. I'm going to build myself, build myself. Right. Yeah.
1: So, what made you start to want to connect with people again?
0: Um, interestingly, um, life just kind of knows what you need, rather than, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yeah. and, um, uh, and when I, when I moved here to America in St. Louis, I met some very good friends that I didn't intend to meet. Mm-hmm. And One very special friend that I didn't intend to meet at all that I met through another friend of mine that just randomly brought him to the apartment one day. And now he's my roommate. He's my best friend, and mm. you know he he has very similar similar traumas to me in my life. And so we just get to talking. We just mm. get to talking about our traumas, and and a lot a lot of time our trauma comes out and it clashes each other. And instead of just keep on fighting and hating each other and judging each other, we're like, oh, that's the same similar trauma. That's similar trauma is being expressed differently mm. in both of us. How do we help each other with this? <laughs> and so my friendship, yeah. So my friendship with him helped both of us really open up our emotional capacity and learning to trust another human being again, and learning to to appreciate friendship and connection again. And then I'm like, wow, okay, I need more of this. Right. I need more. Even if they go, I'm gonna savor it for as long as I can I'm <laughs> enjoy the present moment. I yes. can just hang out with someone and thinking about the future that maybe they will be gone or just like the past, just like the past. They left in the past. They, they, they abandoned me in the past. They made me distrust them in the past and they just leave. So now I can't even trust the future. So now I'm living in both places. I'm living in the future and in the past at the same time, which caused caused huge anxiety and, and suffering. And now I'm just like, no matter who it is, no matter who comes in, I'm going to enjoy the best of this moment right here, mm-hmm. right now. It's never going to happen again, but the juice of it will stay in my soul for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. And it's going to forever ripples and expand my soul of more love and more compassion and just more, <laughs> more love, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that's beautiful. I'm so glad you have that, man. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a truly uh, <laughs> like, uh, a blessing to have someone in your life that you can discuss those types of things with. And I like the what you said about like you're you're yeah. constantly worried about like am I going to lose this friend and what's going to happen and is it going to be like the past or it's going to go dark again kind of thing. That um, I notice that in, in friendships a lot when right. I was younger. Like you know when you're teenagers, like I find everybody if you find that group of friends. That is so awesome that you all like you find like a second family in your group of friends, and you get so close right. that it feels so good to be with each other. But then we all get a little bit addicted to it, and we're all like, "Oh man, you need if my friend doesn't call me every day, that means he's an asshole and he doesn't like me," kind of thing. So right. you you get used to this idea that your friends are th- like if they don't live up to what you want them to be, if they're not doing what you Think they should be doing then it feels like they're leaving you and I like the way you said like you you take a friend in essentially and you enjoy the present moment with them but then if they leave then you're okay still and that was kind of my mentality too I was just like now I can really truly appreciate the people in my life but see the thing is that I I, at this point my life I needed to go into like solitude essentially like I found it difficult being around people because I was seeing way too much and it was painful So I got my own apartment and I just stayed in my own house all the time. And if my friends wanted to see me, my logic was if they want to see me, then they'll come to me. There's no, like, they know where I live. (laughs) They know my phone number. I don't need to be texting them every day to prove that I'm a friend to them. They know I'm their friend. So I just had that mentality that, you know, I'm just going to work on me, do what I need to do for me to stay the way I need to be. and if they show up, then that's cool. But you know, I was at first, I thought of how years ago, if a friend never spoke to me for a while, I would think they're an asshole or I would think they don't like me or something like that. Right. So, I was like, My friends might think that some of my friends might think that I don't care about them because I'm not reaching out all the time, trying to make connections. But mm-hmm. me reaching out all the time, trying to make connections, wasn't A result of me being a good friend. It was a result of me needing their presence because I couldn't be alone. So, when I was secure enough with myself to not need their presence anymore, I had no desire to reach out to anyone. I would sit in my house and read and just like consume media that told me, like, that educated me on all the things I wanted to be educated on. I was constantly learning and changing and growing. And I was like, if, if my friends want to come hang out with me while I do this, then that's fine. But I'm not going to go back down the dark path I once was with, there with them. So I, I realized that some of my friends understood completely. Like I spoke to them after about it. And they're just like, yeah, we know you're just doing your thing. And we know we you still love us. It's no big deal. You don't need to reach out to us all the time. But then there were some of my other friends that were like, why the hell doesn't Mike leave his house? Like, what's his problem? He never hangs out with us anymore. And I remember one of my friends saying this to one of my other friends and my friend who understood me was like, Mike just doesn't, he's just secure enough in his own being that he doesn't need other people around so he's not reaching out. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad you understand that. (laughs) Like, I'm so glad you you gave that information to my other friend because I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm still not going to change my behavior to not offend someone. You know what I mean? I'm going to be real to me no matter what. And if that offends people, then that's unfortunate. But, I'm not going to stop being my real self. And I just noticed that, that I was a lot better at just appreciating someone. Someone come over to my house be like, Hey, I want to come visit. I'm like, Oh man, please. That'd be amazing. They come over for a couple hours. We'd have an amazing conversation. We'd have so much fun together. And then they go and then I'd have no desire whatsoever to ask them to come over again. But I truly loved and cherished every moment we had together. So, I found that that was like the place to be for me is I can enjoy and cherish and appreciate every single moment but I attach myself to none of them. There's nothing that I'm just like oh I need that again, I need that again. Even no matter how beautiful the experience gets, I never cr- grab onto it and try to take more from it because the way I see it, the way I see it in my mind is that it's like this love this 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 feeling of connection is this infinite source. But when you grab it and try to pull it all towards you, you are limiting its power. But if you just let go and let it shower you, then it's kind of always there. It's always moving through you. But when you're trying to hold it all in your hand and be like, oh, I want to take it and put it in a box so I can keep it, you are limiting its power. But by opening yourself up and saying, I don't need it, come to me, and then move through me and go past me, then you you really truly feel what love is supposed to be and it's that just mm. ever constant feeling of perfection essentially
0: yeah that's so true dude that's so true and it's very interesting you said that because when you said is limiting is power like like how i see it is that you're you're a little you you're being on a frequency where it can't flow in mm. like you 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 can't control this thing but you're you can, the only thing you can control is yourself and your vibration and you're being at a frequency where that, all that frequency of love can't flow into you. Mm-hmm. You're not at the right frequency to tune in that. So it can't like, no matter how much love there is out there, it can't flow into you. Yeah. Cause you're like, I gotta have love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Exactly.
1: <laughs> give me more. Give me more. Yeah. Well, oh, it's the most like beautiful feeling we can experience. So it makes sense yeah. that everyone's gonna get hooked on it, man.
0: Yeah, but yeah. but that's but that's so paradoxical because it's like mm-hmm. the, to get it, you you gotta be like, I am love.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's
0: love everywhere.
1: You don't you <laughs> don't, don't get it or give it, you just are it, man.
0: You are it and you yeah. you you immerse yourself with it, you you merge yourself with it, and mm. you realize that you are it. And I, love that. Side, I want to write
1: that down you, immer- you immerse yeah. yourself in it and you merge yourself with it i gotta remember that that's that's yeah. a nice one
0: because yeah because when you're seeing yourself as this ego that is isolated from love you're isolated from it you're living mm-hmm. in an illusion
2: yeah
0: that's and and, and that's why i'm saying you got to immerse yourself you got to break out the illusion and and just fall back into the oceans of love. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's like,
1: like it's constantly surrounding you. It's always there. But if you believe in yourself as a separate individual, you are literally creating this barrier in your yeah. being from yeah. the infinite flow of it. It's always yeah. there. It's like you're in like an ocean, like you say, but you're holding yeah. up this barrier to keep you from getting wet. And then every now and then yep. you let a little bit in so you can feel the wetness. And then you're like, I'm going to yep. put that wetness in a bottle <laughs> and you're going to try to keep it. But if you just let go of the barrier, then you <laughs> live in love. You are love. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. that's cool. Man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ah, cool. So I'm curious, like, uh, what is, I noticed a couple things that you've posted and I remember one thing like, uh, I just, I, I guess I'm just curious about your, your worldview in general now. Like, obviously we, we see so many things the same, but like, is there any particular religion or sect that you, uh, see as what you would subscribe to? Is there something like, I noticed one time, I think you posted something, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I can remember thinking that, um, you were a Christian or at least believed in Christian philosophy. So I was just wondering, like, is there something that you particularly believe in? Do you identify more with Christian or Buddhism or anything? Or is it kind of like a little bit of all for you?
0: I, I don't identify with anything at all. I, mm. I don't, but I, I truly believe that in everything there is, there are gems everywhere. Mm. And um, no matter, like you could be following Christianity and with all of its Mm. how would I say Um, maybe certain, certain lies or certain manipulation that goes on in certain religion. Mm -hmm. But if you are somebody that's awake and aware and you have that kind of like mythical intelligent that that's able to translate mythical language, how they have these transcript, like you Mm -hmm. you just have a, a knack for understanding it and you can translate it into the the right language and the right frequency for people to hear, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter what religion you're from. Yeah. So if I share something that is from a pastor, fr- from a Christian church, but I see that this dude is more than a Christian, mm-hmm. but he's using Christianity as a vehicle, as a language to talk to people who would understand that language. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you see people from different religions, and you, and even with people who don't follow a religion but call themselves spiritual, there's a there's a theme. There's always a theme of the hero's journey.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: like God has a better plan for you. Mm-hmm. You're going through struggle, so you get to victory, and you get to kingdom heaven, or you mm-hmm. get to the 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 kingdom of light, or you 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 know racks to riches or you know there's always the same theme that you're going through trials and tribulation to get to a place a more holy place a more abundant place a place of victory a place where you are closer to god where whatever it is is said in many different ways said in many different languages but it's literally the same thing Mm -hmm. if you really break it down to the structure it's just Problem, go through a journey and process of struggle, uh, building good moral characters to then get closer to God, to then be somebody that has realized realized life and have abundance, and then therefore is a blessing to everybody.
1: Mm. (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, and I 100% <laughs> yeah, yeah. agree, man. That's what I realized myself is uh, like, well, for me, I I didn't grow up with any religion. Um, I believed in God up until I was maybe like eight or 10 years old. Actually, you know what? I, I can almost pinpoint it because it was around, I think, 11, 10 or 11 years old that my dad told me that he didn't believe in God. And at that point, I guess I still did because I was kind of, I was scared. I thought he was going to go to hell. But then I spoke to one of my best friends about it. And I was just like, dude, my dad's not believing in God. He's going to burn. And I was terrified. And he's like, man, no one believes in God anymore. And I was like, what? I was like, are you serious? I was so relieved because I was terrified of hell. And I was just like, this rules. And then my idea after that was basically just, I don't know whether or not there is one. I simply can't prove either way. There's not enough evidence to support either side. So like, I kind of so
0: messed up, though. Mm. I think I think that is so messed up. What what goes on in in Christianity or Catholic Church or Catholicism um, in the Western world mm-hmm. is like like I I can't imagine because I didn't grow with that, but I can't imagine now being an adult and thinking back about that and imagine myself being a kid thinking that at maybe at three or four thinking that there's sets of things. If I don't do mm-hmm. or if I do do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I go to hell Yeah, and this hell is described in a very descriptive way. That is horrible. And yeah. it's like, what is going on? Like, I, I, I do believe that, that you do lose a certain amount of consciousness to a level that you might be in some ultimate place of suffering. Mm-hmm. Of course. But yeah. I don't, I, I, I do believe that somewhere in the spirit world that do exist, but I don't believe in if you just ending, ended up like doing one of the original sins today that you end up in hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? So you yeah, never grew up with I, that fear. You never grew up thinking that you're going to go to hell if you don't do something.
0: Well, believe it or not, I do, I do, but it was exposed to me like, later like maybe around eight or
1: okay 10.
2: yeah
0: because uh in buddhism and in certain places of the world too they they give out these booklets to people that goes to the temple that says if you watch porn or if you do these certain type of things next life you'll be blind or next oh, okay. life you'll <laughs> an arm and leg or some things like that right yeah so they do use fear tactics which i don't think is spirituality at all. Mm -hmm. It's more um it's more man-made religions trying to control people's mind. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And if you're fearful, you'll pay attention and you will you will believe more how right we are as an organized belief and structure. And uh you know, we will have more support from you and therefore get more donations from you to build temples. Mm -hmm. and churches and maybe we will only use two-thirds of your donations to do that and one-third of it goes up high i don't know yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't know about any of that but i just don't i just don't uh, like i don't think that is the way to go at all
1: yeah well it's just you know every religion like you're saying it 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 has spiritual roots all of the world's religions like you said if you look deeply into the text and you actually talk to the people who study like the mystical side of it, rather than just like the, mm, exactly. the controlling side of it, then you understand that they all kind of do say the same things, you know, like you got the golden rule that's in every single Holy book in some form or another, you know, do one, to others kind of thing. And that it's not a rule in the sense that it's like, you better treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, I found the way for me to look at it that it helps better. It's just that it's not saying you better do this. It's saying, why would you do differently? Because it's it's a knowing that you are no different than others. By doing bad to others, you are doing bad to yourself. It's not like to scare you. If like If you do bad to others, you're going to be punished. It's that kind of mentality that makes people so scared that they end up making mistakes and ending up doing bad to others. But if you educate someone, be like, do you know that every time you do bad to someone, Else, even though you may not feel it in that moment, you are actually doing bad to yourself, and in some way, shape, or form, it will be experienced by you, even if it's not in this lifetime. If you inflict pain on someone else, you will experience that pain in some way, shape, or form at some future event. And if you just know that that you're just an extension of everything, you're not any different. Then, then that's what kind of mandates you to act in accordance with that rule and um one way i thought of thinking of it uh the other day actually was a rule is what was it a rule is enforced a rule is something that man makes whereas a law is something of nature a law is just something that is whereas a rule is something that we make up to tell you Not to do something or to do something, whereas a law is something that cannot be broken. So the laws we have in our like judicial system, they're not actual laws because they can be broken. Rules, yeah. But there are certain laws of nature that cannot be broken. You know, you cannot cease to exist. Even if you cease to exist in this body, you, you are still an awareness. You are still part of the whole that is existing all the time. Anyways, there are certain things right. that just cannot be. And that's, that's one of them. So like, that's the difference is that like, if you kind of tell people this is a rule and you have to live by it, then that fear of the consequence is going to make you unstable. And that instability in your mind is going to create the likelihood that you may break that rule by accident or even on purpose, who doesn't really matter. But if you ex- just educate people to say that it's not, I'm telling you not to do it. I'm just saying that if you do do it, you are doing it to yourself as well. And if you understand that, then you're not going to want to do it. It doesn't make sense. So it, it's a totally different uh, way of looking at it. Religion being, religion to me is essentially the idea of separation. Like you have Jesus and he is better than us. He is greater than us and we should, we should uh, thrive to be like him but if you listen to actual Jesus teachings, he says, you are like me. You are me. You can do what I can do. And more like these are Jesus's words. He is not saying you are my, yeah. my followers and you must bow down to me. Um, he is saying but you then, are just like the me.
0: Church, yeah. When, but then you go to church, then, then they will go. We are not Jesus. We mm-hmm. will, can never be like Jesus. He mm-hmm. is our savior. And we can only wish to be, close to him and never be l- like him. And I'm like, dude, he's mm-hmm. just a certain kind of level of consciousness. That's all that exactly. is. And mm-hmm. if you work yourself to that level of consciousness, you will be like that person. Exactly. There's nothing unachievable. There's, there's, You can't say that nobody will ever be better than Michael Jordan. And yeah. Why would you say nobody will be better than, than Jesus?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why, exactly. why do you put Jesus on a pedestal? Jesus is just the first person we know to have done that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean there won't be a second.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, there's yeah. Jesus all over the world right now, man. Yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> the the so, second coming is not dude. one person. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's it's so, like seriously, yeah. dude. You're so right, dude. You're so yeah. right about that. I I sh- I see it the same way. I'm like, if I'm looking at Jesus and his characters alone and I'm looking around the world, I'm like, there's plenty of people that's close to Jesus level right now.
1: Yeah, exactly, like, right? Plenty. Yeah. Like you said, um, it's Christ consciousness. It's a level of consciousness. It's not a particular being.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And I think a good way to explain to people is like, dude, when you're doing bad for somebody, to somebody, conscious or not, you're tainting your soul. Mm. And if you love yourself and loving yourself is a requirement to find any happiness or satisfaction in life, Mm -hmm. then it requires you to not taint your soul. Your soul got to be not tainted your soul got to be free of toxicity of 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 unnecessary pain and suffering and trauma and stuff like that for it to be free and and lies yeah yeah mm. and wise and loving and compassionate and those are the requirements for a happy life what life are you choosing to live are you trying to live this life and you try to live this life I I think that in religion, there's there's too much of like, this is the myth. Listens to this, don't disobey. Yeah, and it doesn't leave much room for interaction. Kind of like it it needs to be like a like a classroom Mm. where teacher present this idea, and then children or not children, students be like, oh, why is that Mm -hmm. that way? And teacher be like because is the, this is this, you know, it needs to be like a philosophy class yeah. where people sit around and discuss it so that they all can contribute into understanding it rather than this is the way you listen to it or you don't. Yeah, And that's like, I don't, I, I can't, I can't mess with that. Like I, I can't, I can't just answer yes or no. Like I need to question everything. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't be like, some dude said that this is the way I need to follow the way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, yeah. I need to be like, why is that the way?
2: Right. Or exactly. or, or
0: what's the point of my life even to, to why, why do I need to follow that? Mm-hmm. And then you have to explain to somebody like, because people don't even consciously think about these type of things. Like what type of life are you trying to live? They don't even think about that. Sometimes they're just living life. Yeah. Caught in the cycle, caught in the track, caught in the nine to five. Like there's, are just, they're just they're just thinking about emotional responses, like too much stress today, relax TV, smoke weed. And and it's like the level of consciousness is very just reactive to circumstances and environment. It's not even like take yourself out of it, project the future, project the big picture of your life and then see the big picture and then tackle that. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, that's not even happening in a lot of people's lives and heads. So it, it, So when you tell them this is the way, and they're like, you know what? My life sucks, and there's so much pain. Look at Jesus. He went through it, and these people are embracing Jesus' teaching. So I'm going to listen to this. This is the way. I don't know how to deal with my emotion. They said that these are sins. and I need to confess them to the church. That's what I'm going to do. And it's, it's, you know, it's just.
1: Honestly, like it has it's a- it's
0: like it, it's takes all the power, personal power from that person. Mm. The personal power to question, personal power to think, yeah. personal power to understand their own emotions is 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 being taken away and said, This is the formula, this is the book, don't question it, just yeah. obey.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that type of thinking, that level that dynamic of you know, somebody tells you what to do and you obey no matter what. That is kind of derived from a certain state where it was necessary. So I'll show you what I mean. Like when you're a kid, when you're born into this world, your parents have to guide you in a sense. And you like, i uh, just use an example, a friend of mine and I used in a, in a different way. We were talking about like, if a kid is walking into traffic, you have to stop them from doing it and then tell them don't do that again. And even if they don't understand English at that point, you got to communicate to them that this is not what you do. But then when they get a little older and they can understand, that's where you say, this is why you shouldn't walk into traffic. But we, as like the way the religions work, is that they never get to that point where they explain to us. They just say, so it is helpful to say, you know, here's the path. If you renounce things, if you don't get attached to uh, worldly pleasures, um, all these things, then you will find Jesus or whoever. So it is kind of pointing you in the right direction. But when we question and want to understand, we should be given that understanding. If someone is not at the level of consciousness where they can understand it, then you be like, you don't, you can't understand it yet. So just do it. Go, go do the practice. You know, obey my teaching, and then you will come to understand better, and then you can at why we're doing this but the religions that stop you there and don't ever explain to you why they're limiting their people from actual spiritual growth
0: you're that's the greatest point like that's such a good point because that's um they're they're teaching it teaching it to us like we're kindergarten Mm -hmm. like like we're on a kindergarten like spiritual level and and We can't graduate because the kid in the garden level is the way to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, there's, no, there's no other way to think. This is yeah. the way to think. This is all, this is the only book you need to read for your whole life. Yeah. This is the only scripture you need to read for your whole life. These are the only sets of rules. And you mm-hmm. don't, you can't question it. You got, can't go beyond it. You can't go outside of it. This is the only place that you're going to get it. And that's messed
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, man. In
0: my eyes. Yeah. yeah. It, it certainly helps some people because some spirituality is better than none. Mm. But, you know.
1: Yeah. But, but you got to keep evolving. You got to keep knowing and understanding exactly. more. When you stop yourself at one of those levels and just say, this is it, we're done. Then you are limiting people from their true spiritual growth and their true connection to God or the all or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Right. There's so many things in, in all the holy books like that. There's so many things that can be um, like bastardized. Like they just take these teachings and they use them for their own power. Like just an example, like uh, you can look in the Bible and many of Kings and people in Pat in the past have done this. They've used the Bible as a way to justify having slaves because there are parts in the Bible that tell you how to like treat your slaves and stuff like that. But they're, that's something that has been like commandeered and changed to serve the Kings in power. But if you look deeply the way you're saying it before, like if you have this understanding of that scripture, you can just kind of see what their true meaning was from my perspective. The true meaning was that you give yourself fully to the all you give yourself fully to the higher power. There's some times where I can't fully logically explain the fear or or the ignorance that's going on in my mind. Like, why do I feel this right now? I might not have the answers right now, but if I just kind of take a breath and be like, I just trust in everything. I just give myself fully. I surrender to the force that is me. I don't need to know right now. And then if I do that, I find relief within myself. I might be in tremendous fear or physical pain even. And I'm like, oh, how do I get rid of this? What What steps do I take to make this pain stop? And if I don't have the answers... The answer is surrender to it. Let it, oh, like just stop trying to fight it. Stop trying to resist it. Let yourself be. And if you surrender to that higher power, then you will feel the quote grace of God. You will feel that relief. You'll be like, oh, it's so much better now. I actually feel one with everything and you no longer feel that pain or that, or that fear. So, That is a good piece of advice, you know, like obey the teachings, always, always have faith. Sometimes it, sometimes the questioning can actually keep you from the connection because you're like, I need to understand it now. You need to intellectually understand it. And that need to intellectually understand is keeping you from understanding because you want to be able to put it in a box and understand it the way you would like a master. That's a
0: lack of trust, right? That's a Mm -hmm. lack of trust. Yeah. It's a lack of trust in a higher power. That's so you... You, you got to question everything. You got to know everything. But the thing is, if you if you have done this for a while, you will understand that this is a lifelong thing. You're going to be yeah. questioning for the rest of your life and maybe in your next life and your right. next life.
1: Right. So exactly. You're going to
0: keep doing that. So are you going to postpone your spiritual practices because you don't understand everything just yet? That mm-hmm. is your next obstacle right there. Yeah. That is exactly. your next obstacle. The next thing you need to resolve but yeah, man, dude, I can't obey to any God. I can't obey to any God that tells me I need to do certain sets of things or else I'm going to be punished. That mm. God can take this up his <laughs> pay hole, right? Yeah. I, I obey to the God that speaks to me when I make a mistake, mm. who understands free will. And when I make a mistake, a little voice in my head goes, see, see what that did to your life? How do mm. you feel? Did, mm. did that feel good? Oh, it didn't feel good, huh? Well, why don't you stay with this emotion for a bit? You right. did really feel how much this hurt you in your life. Okay, now let me show you what's better for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Here, Like the God that we know makes a suggestion. Like, you know, this is the truth. If you do this, you'll feel better. I'm not saying you have to. No, the the true God, <laughs> that the true God, doesn't tell you what to do it shows you the truth and says you have the will to do as you please but here's what would be best if what you want is to feel good and it doesn't even say what is best in the grand scheme of things if you want to feel bad god will show you how to feel bad like here's how if, if that's what you want then here's how you do it but it's always going to be there with the truth explaining to you exactly what is necessary for you to return to what you truly are. And that is the connection of all things, which is the ultimate feeling of, of love or bliss or pleasure or whatever you want to call it. And yeah, so there's, there's no real commandments. Uh, there's an actual, uh, there's a book I read that talks about the 10 commandments and they, I think they actually called them the 10 suggestions because they're not actual rules. They're just like, if you want to live the way you say you do in that you want to feel happy and joy and connection and love, then here's the way to do it. Uh, but I'm not telling you, you have to, that's the idea of free will. God grants us free will. In that so sense. Does it
0: does it say that the, where the 10 Commandments come from, like what, like, was it a suggestions from God?
1: <laughs> Essentially? Yeah. Yeah. It was just Cause, like,
0: Cause if you look at it, like people can argue all about it. And I'm like, I think is the basic requirements for a life, for, for a pretty good foundation for a fair society. Mm. You know? That's exactly. why everybody wants to be in America, because mm-hmm. they can say, fuck Donald Trump and not be fucking jailed and kidnapped by the government.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the way we're going? But I don't know. That's just jokes. I think that love is winning every day, man. I see it every day. I see, I wake up and I look at things online and I see the fear of people, but then I see how many people are becoming awake because of our situation. I just, I just watched a video right before our our call and it was a sheriff somewhere uh, in the South and he was basically saying, I will not support, I will not enforce the laws of a tyrannical institution. And he was just like, I'm not going to do these things that people are saying. And I was like, hell yeah, man. Even the law is standing up to say, and I'm not playing ball with these tyrannical type things that are being put in place. And those things I see all the time. I see more and more people waking up to the reality of that weird, what we're being told uh, is not always true. <laughs> and it's not good about up.
0: to reach some very, very extreme climax this year, mm-hmm. bro. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's very exciting is never is, 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 is a little bit antsy. I get a little bit antsy about it, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause it, it is, it is a situation where there's a lot of uncontrollable variables going right. on. So we're all gonna, we're gonna, we're all gonna, our, our, our lives are going to be changed in ways that we don't have any control over. We have certain control over it, but mm-hmm. not, in every single way. Right. But the climax is something that I don't think anybody have ever seen.
2: Yeah, I know. What's about to happen. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, what's about to happen is pretty, um, pretty interesting because with this much amount of people waking up and the people who are unwilling to look at these certain situation and information or, or discrediting the information and they're, they're trying to use their, their, their IQ and be like, this is not good research, or this is not this and that. And I'm like, well, this filmmaker doesn't have to be the best researcher ever, but can you acknowledge that this vast amount of information about all this corrupt thing exists?
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: they're, you know, they're trying to be like a smart ass about it. They're like, mm-hmm. this is not good research. This is not good. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you're just trying to not know the truth
2: yeah. by
0: by by criticizing this man who's trying to bring the truth out, right? Yeah. Like, why don't you start criticizing his skills of doing his job and find out whether that information is actually true by exactly. looking at other people who can do good research?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole idea that academia is the only way to get truth, is yeah. And wicked.
0: if I if if I didn't and if I didn't create like a whole. Like, (laughs) like, it's like, I, I cannot find out truth if I didn't go to school and know a specific way of conducting a research Mm -hmm. and then whatever I'm presenting to you is not the truth or you're, you're not going to listen to it or you're going to fight me and try to be a smart ass with me to show that you really have the credential to do so. and, And I don't, I'm like, it's just an ego battle of you not really just. You know, if you didn't have that ego, you just be like, yeah, that was a weak way of trying to prove the truth, but I looked into it and Mm -hmm. there's all this information out there. So I would suggest that you do this and this and this next time. Mm -hmm. That would be the way that somebody would respond to it if they didn't have the ego.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: along those lines, right? Not exactly that way, but along those lines. It would be progressive rather than be a straight block reject of, yeah, no. That's not
1: good enough. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That didn't follow the proper channels. Exactly. Uh, And it's been shown time and time again, that the proper channels can't always be trusted. You know, there's plenty of scientists and doctors who have spoke out about how the whole peer review system is corrupted. You know, like even that is not trustworthy. So why do we only take what's peer reviewed as gospel and then ignore everything else? Like if it's not in a peer reviewed paper, uh, owned by some corporation, <laughs> then, then it's, is not, uh, credible at all. Yeah. And-
0: so, 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 so these pe- like, like if, um, if the top guys corrupted, don't you think all the smaller guys who get the information from the top guy gets the wrong information? <laughs> yeah. and so they're all peer reviewing the wrong information.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of place for error in that system, man.
0: Yeah. And then people are like, but these scientists peer review and they were all, well, what if they were told the wrong information?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then they, they're
0: all going to say that they're all going to think that they're right about something yeah. that they're not right about.
1: Exactly.
2: But
0: they don't someone, consider that though, because they're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm fighting this till the end, you know?
1: It's scary to consider that the society you live in is not there to serve you you know what i mean right. like i right. first considered that when i was really young and it like absolutely terrified me
2: mess my that, head up too yeah i
1: couldn't <laughs> be trusted the the government or you know the you know growing up you kind of just believe that the society you're in actually cares about you and wants you to do well and then you kind of learn that the only reason why they want you to do well is because they want you to remain a consumer <laughs> and you know support their system in some way and That can be really terrifying for people to accept. So
0: even that is better than, than, than (laughs) even, even like to me, like even like taking care of us so Mm. that we can consume better Mm -hmm. is still better. (laughs) Mm. Like, why don't you just give us a bunch of money so we don't have poverty as much, like don't give us money like that, but give us Mm. like a little boost. So now we're all good. And then now we're pumped to go to work again. And now Mm. we're doing like, you know, Maybe that little boost we can pay for something that teaches a good skill, and now we become better, skillful people, and now yeah. we can buy better products from you. But yeah. we all can be stuck in this trap and not be hungry and homeless. Yeah, <laughs> at exactly. least, please. I
1: know, right? Like, come on, give us the bare minimum, <laughs> at least. But, you know, the system won't work like that. The system that's in place that depends on growth and depends on um, there being. Some that have more and some that have less. That is part of this system. It's an eight in the system. So to just try to make everybody an equal player will destruct the system. It won't, it will no longer maintain itself built on that premise. So it, it is kind of just uh it doesn't really work like that. So they can't perpetuate their usual way of doing things. Uh, by giving everybody what they need. That whole system in general, you know, like you can't, like just for an example, you can't create a product that is actually long lasting because everybody will buy your product. And then in two years time, when you're out of money, nobody's going to buy your new product because the product you made before for them is still working. So there's no room for growth when you actually make good products. Like Obviously, there's going to be innovation and upgrades and stuff like that. But in so many industries, there's planned obsolescence, which essentially means that they build into the product the fact that it's going to break down. They'll make it so it breaks down after a certain amount of time. So then the Consumers have to buy something new, so that whole system of growth cannot operate properly if you actually create products that are long-lasting. Because then, in a couple of years' time, you're you're just going to go out of business because you are no longer producing anything that anybody needs because they've already got everything they need. So the whole monetary capitalist system, whatever you want to call it, it it just it cannot keep going on the idea that. Everything, everything is going to. It cannot reconcile itself with um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like sustainability. You cannot have capitalism with sustainability because sustainability, by nature, contradicts the idea of growth and constant growth is what capitalism is going for. So it just it it needs to die down. So then you can implement a new system that literally is the objective of it is to actually give everyone their, their basic needs and then more because there's no reason why we can't have everything uh, we need in order to, to live and thrive. There, there is enough resources. There's just the system that in place uh, mismanages those resources. So we don't get everything we need.
0: See, I, I, I agree with that to a certain extent because mm. I don't, I don't, uh I don't, I don't disbelieve in capitalism and I don't think that is the problem. I think that just exactly like, like you said, like capitalism is all about growth, Mm -hmm. but then is it true growth? Because these people are holding back the growth and giving you a little bit of growth Mm -hmm. to extract more from you. So that is the use of capitalism. But then you have never had such a more booming society, you know then that's because of capitalism. Mm-hmm. But it's the companies that are releasing things, cheap things, so they can release cheap thing again next year. Yeah, Those are the ones who are capitalizing on you and then creating a big gap because right. you're spending and they're taking. So now it's creating this gap. But what if capitalism was not being done in the wrong way like that? Right. I see Capitalism what is what allows... Everybody around you to have your farm and mm-hmm. you know sell your sell your vegetables and sell mm-hmm. your clothing that you make and sell your accessories and right. stuff like that. That's what capitalism allows you to do. Right. And you can grow your own, you can prosper and grow your own abundance, but the fucking the problem is it's not the the current system that i'm regarding to as capitalism mm-hmm. I, i'm not talking about the government system or the political system just the way um the economical system is going i don't i don't think it's wrong i think people have the wrong morals mm. people don't have, morals is fucking up if you have a good system you have bad morals it's gonna fuck up the whole good system yeah yeah
1: yeah that's yeah. a very and, good point
0: and, yeah so i really think that that's the that's the real problem mm-hmm. is where people morals are. People are completely disconnected to their heart, right? They're completely disconnected to their heart space. The whole um, Silicon Valley, you know, type of space, like people are very much up here and they're mm-hmm. trying to reach enlightenment by, by taking a lot of things and enlightenment is right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's not in numbers and zeros and fucking computer and technology and, and more hallucinogens. is here enlightenment Mm -hmm. is right here it's in your heart
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's a very (laughs) good point to make man yeah i agree like
2: uh
1: Mm? say that again
2: go ahead go ahead
1: well it's just yeah the idea behind it is like it's mismanagement of capitalism like their their ideal is a a truly free market like that's what they that's what they profess is that capitalism is a free market and if everybody was truly free to sell their goods and produce their own goods and, uh, you know, sell it to other people, then it would be a totally different thing. But you have these systems, like basically, immoral people find loopholes. And just an example that my friend uh, who I had on the podcast a couple weeks ago told me, she said, like, when you go on Amazon, you find a product that is um, being sold from like a mom and pop shop, and they'll sell it for so much money so they can keep themselves in business. And then Amazon will seek out that product and source it themselves so they can make it cheaper. And then when you go to the page to buy that product from the mom and pop shop on the side, there'll be an ad for the same exact product, but way cheaper straight from Amazon. So it's not allowing these mom and pop shops to survive. So people can't actually uh, grow their small business because all big business is basically using loopholes within capitalism to squash them out. And then nobody who is on a lower tier can actually uh, raise enough money or produce enough money to support themselves. So, like, yeah, it's not this. It is, in a way, it's a system in general because the system allows for those things to happen. Like, that's legal for Amazon to source that product and find a better product. There's no law against that, so that allows for that. But if if the market was truly free, then this wouldn't, there wouldn't be this whole competition of who gets the most. And it all comes back to the idea that it's all built on scarcity. Like everybody's hoarding because they think that there isn't enough to go around. So that's why Amazon does that because, like, we want the most power, we want the most resources because fundamentally they understand that if they don't fight to be the best, then they are at risk of being the worst. And when you're the worst in our society, you literally are living on less than a dollar a day for most, like, a, a a huge amount of people in the world are living on less than a dollar a day because they are at the lowest tier in our society. So everybody's afraid of being there. So they'll do whatever it takes and commit, like find whatever loopholes they can to elevate themselves to a higher level where they never have to worry about that. So we'll that's.
0: Think about this. Well, think about this. So let's just say, yeah, I believe I I agree with every point you, you made, but let's just say, um, uh, Let's let's make America like a hundred times smaller. Now, mm-hmm. now it's almost like a small state, a small city, right? right. And That's the whole market. And how do you make that market fair? Mm-hmm. How do you make that market fair? Everybody can have their own business. How, you you can't eliminate competition. It's mm-hmm. a natural thing that happens. Right. Like let's just say you have a town with three hundred people and five grocery stores, mm-hmm. and What's going to happen? There's going to be competition. People are going to want to go over here because this guy might be nicer.
2: Yeah.
0: His, you know He might be sprinkling water on his fruit. So it now when they touch it, it feels fresh. Mm. He might add some scents in his grocery store. That's just going to naturally happen, right? Right. And so, again, there's going to be that that thing happening again. They're going to compete, and one guy is going to win one guy's gonna get the most amount of people. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's forced to innovate, but I agree that when it happens on an Amazon level, you can't compete with that. You can work for the rest of your life and you'll never be on Amazon level, but but you can also innovate to such a level that you have such a unique brand and so people are still coming to you no matter what. Mm -hmm. You can always innovate in ways that Amazon can't because they're manufacturing every single process and you add a human touch to it. Mm. Right. And I just don't, I just don't believe in a society that there won't be that kind of competition, it Mm -hmm. will exist. I do believe in um, having laws to create, to make things more fair where if this person gets too good, it doesn't really squash this person Mm -hmm. and makes their life completely miserable. Mm -hmm. But is going to be miserable no matter in what society if you don't innovate. Right. It's just nature is survival of the fittest. Nature oh. is survival of the fittest. And I think when I talk to a lot of people who are peacemakers and want a peaceful society, mm-hmm. um, utopia don't exist, at least not on this par- paradigm of consciousness, mm. at least in, in this ununified world. Right. We don't have that. No, and not to right get now. to that unified world, we need hundred more of years and a thousand years or whatever. Right? It's not going to happen right now. What's going to happen right now is you're going to have to teach everybody how to survive better, mm. because this is this is the rule of the jungle. Like you, <laughs> it, it, we try to build society to make to 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 build our own rules as much as we can, but t- just as much as as uh, any plan in the jungle need to fight off other animals from eating it or Mm -hmm. animals have to fight off other animals from eating it Mm -hmm. or this big huge ash tree have to fight off vines from sucking the life out of it right where they're same the Mm -hmm. fight never ends even in nature that is harmony full of harmony and it's in the right frequency Mm -hmm. and is of love that Mm -hmm. is love Love is not just peaceful. Love is this whole fight of evolving and growing mm. and surviving. Mm-hmm. And so I don't believe in a society where that don't exist mm. unless we get to a society where we have a common mission that is not about money.
1: Mm. Exactly. That's basically what I'm saying too, man. Like That's
0: going to take hundreds of years.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I think we can get there sooner than that, man. I got you hope. So? You like, the way we're moving right now, man, the way people are going right now, I think, it. I don't know in terms of how many years, but I think we can get there a lot faster than a hundred for sure. Um, really? and, and I like to make the point, like the way you say it, that there's always going to be that, that balancing, there's always going to be that battle between light and dark, so to speak. I agree. Right. But for me, you could have that utopian type society where like, what I mean by that is just everybody is free. You're not forced into a situation because you need to survive. Like you are saying, like there's, there's no money here. It's just, we all work together. We all have that one mission. And the one mission is to make sure everybody is taken care of the same way. A father yeah. makes sure that every kid has enough food. Everybody's going to have that mentality for everyone in their family. Cause we're all one family. And then I
0: agree. But think about this, but think about this. I, I really agree with that, but I feel like that work. I, that definitely worked. I, I so agree with it. Mm. But we also live in a world where um, the whole society could die because somebody else decided to press a button to send yeah.
1: a missile over there. Well, yeah. But we get so rid that, of that. That,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that is why I think that. It, but then we live in a world doggy dog We mm. still live in this paradigm of, of consciousness where, let's say the US, in the U.S., the majority of people are starting to think the way you do. Mm -hmm. starting to think in your way and they want to create this utopia Mm -hmm. so they say okay fuck money we're going to focus on trying to create this thing china Mm -hmm. said ha 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 our time fuck you send a missile what are you going to do
1: yeah i see what you mean yeah there's always that possibility
0: that's what i mean like utopia it's not close yeah it's not Ah. close at all because there's so many (laughs) variables from, from from globally that we can't Control it all, mm. and, and I feel like that's why they focus so much on on the army and mm. stuff like that. Because people can say, "Oh, why is money going to the army?" Because, well, do you want to die because another country is stronger than us and yeah. doesn't have their morals correct?
1: Right, right.
0: And that's the world we're living in. We, it's not just one society; is hundreds of societies yeah, fighting yeah. with 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 a lot of fights within those societies. Mm-hmm. So you have to think even beyond that and say if we try to create this peaceful idealistic society right now it's someone going to come over and fuck us all up
1: mm. mm-hmm. yeah i see what you mean yeah and one thing i would say is that like the majority of the people are only participating in that type of mentality because they don't know any other way and they are they are scared into it Like there are only a few thousand leaders of this world, so to speak. And then there's multiple billions of us, the people, the downtrodden, the ones that are being used. And if those people recognize their true power, and this is why it always comes back to like, you know, like you were saying, like a paradigm shift in consciousness. The only reason why that, you know, if we started trying to create it over here and then China was like, now we're not doing that. And then they take advantage of our weakness is because they're not doing it over there. But there's people like you and I who are waking up all over the world. There are people in China who are having these conversations as well, being like, we need a better system. So it's, it's all, all it's going to take is for that to get to a critical mass. It doesn't even necessarily need to be the most people that understand this. It just needs to be um, a big enough number of people that we no longer comply with the way things work because the reason why this system works right now is because of the people like all these corporations are losing money now because they don't have their employees. They depend on us. We, they depend on us as much as we depend on them. So if we stop being complacent in this game and just being like, we're going to start growing our own food And everybody took on, everybody who was of that mentality started doing those types of things. And it would just grow and grow and grow. And of course, yeah, people might take advantage, but you just got to have that resoluteness that I'm not going to stop. Like for me, say if I started my own garden to feed my neighborhood, and then some people broke in and stole all the food, I'd be like, okay, that's it. But I'm going to start over. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to stop because my mission here is to bring create a state of peace and freedom for everyone. And it doesn't matter to me if it takes 10 lifetimes, I'm not going to comply to the system be like, there's no point. Somebody will steal it. So I might as well play their game. When you have that kind of level of uh, like that defeatist attitude that I'm just like, they're always going to win capitalism or the corporations are always going to win. So I might as well just play their game. When we buy into that idea, that's what they want. And that's how we lose. But if enough Mm -hmm. of us say, No, we're not standing for anything but utopia in the sense that everybody is free to do as they please. If everybody started doing that all around the world, things would change.
0: Absolutely. I I so believe in what you're saying, but there needs to be... like So this is happening right now. This is Mm -hmm. what's happening right now, right? People are not buying certain products from certain corporations anymore. Uh, Certainly after this coronavirus too, people are stopping and buying are going to stop buying from a certain corporation because they saw the news of how many people they let go or, or fired because of the coronavirus without any compensation. Mm. Um, those, those, those corporations are going to go down sooner mm. or later, but that's, that's, that's one problem away from, from utopia. Um, but then you have to point out all the politicians, right? You have to point out all the, the dark suits, in the governments are doing wrong. You gotta you gotta get rid of those guys. And how many guys do you not even know about that exist to get rid of those guys? So yeah. that's a long process. That's a long process to to find the root and grab the root and take that root out. Mm. That's a long process because people are not even questioning the people out in the surface. They're, mm-hmm. they're not even questioning Dr. Fauci. They're Mm -hmm. not even questioning people like that, right? They're still like, Dr. Fauci is God, (laughs) (laughs) type of thing, right? So, But then that's just within America. Mm -hmm. Now, you have people in China where it's like they're dominating the whole Chinese country. It's communist, Mm -hmm. right? it's, It's strictly violent. Like, if you don't listen, we kidnap you, we beat you up, and we do all these things to you, mm-hmm. right? There's much more fear over there. Right. So, it's going to require a lot and, and a lot more ignorance, by the way, because Chinese culture is very different. It's not the same as, as in America, where everybody's reading and trying to learn about things. They're a lot more ignorant over there. This is not a racist thing, this is mm-hmm. just an experience thing. Well,
1: they're ignorant in different ways.
0: Ignorant in different ways. There you go. I would say that, yeah, I would say that they're, 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 they're more, they're more like, okay, this is, this is just how it is. This is just what we have to accept type of thing. Yeah. And, um, but think about it. Like if, if you're making all the progress in America here and you're striving for this utopia and you're like, take the money from the army away and it gotta be given to the people. Well, you have a lot of big enemies around you who's ready to fuck you over the moment you make that move.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a bigger war than a war within the country. Mm-hmm. So, you, so for, you, for you to win this whole consciousness war, you need to think on that level. Mm-hmm. You can't be thinking at, at the, let's stop from the corporations. Let's take the money back to the people. No, we have a certain amount of money and we need to fucking protect ourselves mm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And if certain people within the system have to suffer now, so the whole system live, that's the way it's going to be. No matter if you think I'm a dickhead or I'm greedy or I don't care about the people. If you don't see the big picture, I can't explain it to you. There's no way I can explain it for you for you to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for sure as a leader, I, I would have to play that game
2: mm-hmm.
0: because I would be like, you don't understand. You don't like if I give all, you all the money right now and try to completely transform the system while we're doing that, we're the most vulnerable for attack. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people around us we can't trust to not attack us. Mm-hmm. There's no universal law that can protect us, mm-hmm. there's no universal global central power that can punish countries that do wrong. Yeah, they can just send a missile over. A thousands of them kill all of us, and nobody's going to do nothing to them. Yeah, God can't punish them. Mm. So what we're going to do in our fight because we're impatient and we want it now? Yeah. All of us might die.
2: Mm.
0: Well, as a, leader, as a leader, I can't make that move. Yeah, I yeah. can't bet on the on the possibility that they might not shoot us.
2: Mm-hmm. I have
0: to bet on all the possibility that they will. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So am I going to use all the money I have, not put it in military to protect everybody and mm-hmm. just, or, and just take all that and give it to the people? Yeah. No.
1: Well, I would say that like uh, a you lot. I-, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I totally get your perspective and I appreciate it too, because it's, it, I, I find it very helpful for me to consider these ideas. Cause it, I'm like, I believe this can be true. I believe it can happen. So it, it really helps me to hear how other people see it because that way I can be like, okay, is that true? Can can we do it? And the way I see it is that you don't have to like withdraw all the money from the military right away. Um, obviously, I think we could both agree that some of the military's purpose is to actually protect us, but a large portion of that purpose is also right. to just go sure. uh, take resources from other countries and yep. Yep. Uh, push their power somewhere else.
0: But so, you got to look at both sides. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like there's two two um kind of stream of thought going to America right now. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of more like, I don't want to put you in a box, and I'm I'm not in the box either. Sure. But there's the more the more liberal side of thinking, and there's the more Republican side of thinking, right? And yeah. I'm thinking more on the Republican side of thinking of security and monetary and kind of keeping, you know, mm-hmm. keeping the status quo type of thing. And you're thinking about Free the people and and care about everybody and fairness and all that. Mm-hmm. I get it. All all both need to merge, mm-hmm. but but usually when people are, are focusing on the peace and the fairness and all this thing, and they're noticing bad things about about government or bad things about um um the army, they're they're more um they're not focusing on how good that could be Mm. like, they're they're like, Oh, the armies are bombing these smart countries. Mm -hmm. So we need to stop the army. And I'm like, yeah, that's because there are certain corrupt people doing that. Right. Yeah. The army was not made to do that. Yeah. We need an army because we need to protect ourselves. Yeah. So it's sometimes it's easy to be like, Oh, it's the corporation. Oh, it's the government. Oh, it's the army. Yeah. I used to think exactly the same way. But then, when I actually study about government and the economy and the army, I'm like, "Well, if you try to take down these things, how are we going to survive?" Yeah, like we're going to be fucked by everybody else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's those things. I, I like the way you said it. It's it's certain people within those things, right? And it's just it's all about the consciousness shift. If you get more people in those places of power who are more conscious and more compassionate, then they will make better decisions because a lot of decisions that are being made now in the army by these generals or whoever are about, they're in that fear consciousness. Like we got to make sure that China doesn't screw us. So let's make, let's, scare the shit out of them and they perpetuate this fear type of consciousness. And you can still, you can be prepared and be conscious or be cautious without being fearful. You could still have all these weapons to make sure that you don't get taken over, but it doesn't mean you have to um, do what's that um, preemptive strike type stuff. So Mm -hmm. preemptive strike, meaning that in order to prevent you getting attacked, you go attack them first. Because you suspect that they might attack you. So you make the first strike because you're like, oh, they might attack us. We don't know and we can't be certain. So it's, yeah, let's play that. it safe yeah. and let's go attack them first. So that's the kind of thing that gets, um, gets in the mentality of the people who are running these things. But at no point am I saying, you know, withdraw the military, take, Take all the money out of it. If anything, repurpose them. Still, you know, have our protection. You know, keep some of the guns, keep some of the missiles, whatever. But we do have a surplus of those things, and we could take some of those resources. Not only the weapons themselves, but the people. You know, you could start saying like, uh, take some of the military, and since they they've made it their purpose in life to serve their country, how about take a couple hundred of each military personnel in each community and have them go build gardens. So, then, like, we could start building this world where everybody's taken care of. And then, if every country does that, like, if because the thing is, it's got to come from the people, it's not going to come from the powers that be because they want to maintain they the way things go so it has to come from the people who are fed up with the way things are going and then if every country has this surgence resurgence of like people like you and i who understand that things have to change then it doesn't matter what country in it be america china israel whatever if the people stand up and be like we don't think you should be in control anymore because you are going to screw us over then a thousand to every one person you know what i mean like there's more there's a far bigger ratio of people that are being taken advantage of than the people that are taking the advantage. So you could have a thousand people march on to the Pentagon or whatever, go in there and be like, "We're gonna take your finger away from that button that you know pushes that missile across or it sets off that nuclear bomb." You know, yeah. like I don't know exactly how it would roll out, but that's the idea behind it: is that when the people understand that they have the power, then they can be like, "Listen." We're going to take away your power to destroy the whole world. Because at what point does nuclear bombs really serve us? It's only going to end up destroying the whole world. You set one off, the other country's going to set theirs off. Next thing you know, we're in a Mad Max situation because the whole world was destroyed. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a matter of people understanding that we have the power to run our world ourselves. We just haven't been educated on how to do it. We don't learn in school how to how to garden or how to like. Uh, transport goods in a way that take care of everyone or whatever the things need to be. We're not all taught how to do like basic first aid or things that will help people in a crisis. We're taught how to become functioning cogs in the current machine. But if everybody changed their tune, if everybody understood that our goal and the only thing we should be working for is everybody being taken care of. The fact that there are like 50, 60,000 people dying every day from malnutrition should be enough for everybody to change their ideal. You know, when you when you live in a community and you know that your neighbor is starving, everybody in the community is going to come together and be like, hey, our neighbor down the road is starving. He don't have enough. So everyone's going to come together and help that person get enough. We should treat other countries, developing countries the same way. And we pretend to by setting up these foundations that end up just taking more money than they give and keeping them in situations. I, just an example, I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I learned that, certain foundations i can't remember which one it was but like there was this foundation that was like we need to give to the developing countries so they started like everybody started sending clothes to like parts of africa and then they just flooded in with like loads and loads of clothes and everybody was clothed but then every single person in that in those communities that were making a living off making their own clothes their economy was ruined they ruin their economy by under the ostensible reason that they're trying to give. And that's the way we end up giving. Like, I'm not saying they, every foundation they does that way. They
0: just, did. they just introduced them to Westernization.
1: Exactly right. So
0: You're, I, you're, you're, you're just now enter the new world order where everybody yeah. dressed like Americans and Europeans. <laughs>
1: Yes. Here's a Nike shirt. So be happy now. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Wear Coca-Cola, even though you don't know what a Coca-Cola is.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone knows what Coca-Cola is all around the world. Cause it's like the most pervasive company there is, is yeah. everywhere. But yeah, yeah it, it's true, man. Like I understand where you're coming from. Like it doesn't seem like, like it's not about convincing everyone. It's about having those conversations. Like if you, if you are conscious and you understand the way things work and you know, an army general, then just have conversations with them. Try to enlighten him a little bit and be like, listen, like there's better ways to go about this. And the more people that understand these ways of being that's what's going to change things. It's not about force. It's not about going and being like, I'm taking away your guns. I'm taking away your tanks. I'm taking away your bombs. It's not about that. It's talking to them so they no longer want to use their bombs. And then leaders here, say if we started it in Canada or America, leaders here would then have conversation with leaders all over the world and be like, listen, we don't want to do it this way anymore because they're being controlled too. Like the people we see on TV, Trump, Trudeau, uh, Kim Jong-un, they're all being influenced to be a certain way. There's people that are behind the shadows that are. Yeah. influencing them in ways that they don't that they don't even understand they think they're making their own decisions but people with egos are easily manipulatable if that's a word um so there's no actual like they don't actually have control so if everyone if if the majority of people or even just the critical mass of people started to understand that we can it all comes back to that idea that we actually can take care of everyone on the scale of we can feed everyone and clothe everyone and shelter everyone and if you made that your main priority then all the other things that are keeping us down will eventually just phase out of existence because they're no longer necessary the only reason why we have these systems in place that keep that keep us oppressed is because we're all operating on this idea that we don't have the power we don't have personal power. There's nothing we can do. And there's always going to be fear. So we might as well be fearful of everyone around us. And there's not enough to go around. So you might as well hoard in order to avoid being with without anything. But for me, you know, I, I'm at a level of consciousness now where I just understand that I'm part of the whole and I don't value my life any more than any others. And if I spend my life trying to spread this message and trying to get people to understand this to a level that we actually create a world that uh is free for everyone and somebody wants to take my life because of that then i'll my life is taken it doesn't bother me i'm not going to let the fear of somebody killing me stop me from spreading the truth so if everyone got to that level that they understand that they're part of the whole and life is life is eternal anyways then they'll stop having this fear that like i gotta watch out for everything because i i'm going to die and in and so I got to make sure I don't die. So, cause when you're trying to avoid death, you'll do whatever fear tells you to do. And that's what keeps us in this level of consciousness. But if we all understand that we're all part of the whole, and we all need to work towards a, a more harmonious world, then we'll spend lifetimes doing it no matter how long it takes.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, um, I think you received the vision. that A lot of people receive too, when you're very in tune with the source, mm. Yeah. Amen. I, I mean, I do, I do see, I have seen, I mean, I've received images, visions, mm-hmm. or the same type of thing you're talking about mm-hmm. for sure that, you know, countries in the world are going to start agreeing with each other and, you know, um, um, and, and eventually able to create a global system of, agreement like we cannot
1: do this right right well like like i was saying earlier it's not going to be rules it's not even going to be legal laws it like i don't know how long it'll take to this point but like i'm i'm talking about a highly evolved society where people actually understand who they truly are in that type of society you won't have to be told don't kill like i at no point in my life did anybody need to tell me don't kill someone because i understood from the moment I could understand anything, that my life has value and others' lives have value and I don't have a right to take their life. Nobody needed to say the laws don't kill. I just knew from when I was a little kid that I shouldn't kill anybody. And if you are educated properly, if you are given love and you are given what you need to survive, then fear will not take over you and you will never even imagine killing somebody else because it just doesn't seem practical to you. Right. and Everyone's in this...
0: Yeah. The whole point of what's going on is is you, you got to take down the people who who can't do that, right? Mm. Who who can't think in that way. And
1: Well, everyone can. You just got to talk to them and love them and educate them, man. Everybody can change. Everybody can become a I don't think
0: these type of people are willing to go down like that.
1: <laughs> Maybe not willing. No. Well, there's no going down, man. You're coming up. We're bringing them up. that's the thing It's not going down these people these leaders who are in control that are doing terrible things all over the world we don't take them down we separate them and we take away their power so they can no longer do any damage but then we love them and we say why did you you know like let's get to know you why were you so addicted to power that you were willing to take others lives for your own benefit and more often than not they're going to say i was scared you know, because they're probably in a position where there's somebody in some corporation that's saying, if you don't abide by what we say, then we're going to kill you or we're going to kill your family. So mm-hmm. that's the type of thing that is ruling the world is this fear. Everybody that we see on TV, these puppets are, that are considered our leaders are just as much influenced by fear as we are. So it's not that we take them down. It's that we we take them away from their, their power to hurt And then we show them love and we show them compassion and we educate them on why their fear is not real. Like there's nothing there that should actually keep you from, there's no fear that justifies taking someone's life for no reason. So if you give people that love, then you bring them up with us. You start to educate them. There's been plenty of people throughout history that have been in situations like whistleblowers and stuff like that have been in the the military or in the CIA or something like that. And they've done terrible things, but then they've come out of it and been like, I couldn't sleep at night because I knew what I was doing to these people. And then they come out and they speak out and they're like, I had a revelation. I realized I couldn't keep doing this because I knew I was doing things that were wrong. And then they realize that like, they just basically say, I want to live in truth. Now I want to live in a sense I want to be in alignment with who I truly am and what I truly believe. So then they come out and do that. And if we give everybody in power, the opportunity to do that, then the law may make change. It might not be right away and you're not going to force it on them. You're just going to separate them from their power, take them away from the gun they own or the button they can press and be like, we're not allowing you to touch that button because you're instilling a, a childish type of mentality. And that's not to be an insult. It's just that you haven't grown to the idea that you understand that you're part of the whole yet. So We'll take you away from that because you can't be trusted with this technology, but we're not going to reprimand you for it. We're not going to punish you, think, you so, so you need to be beat.
0: How do you think people are supposed to go about that? Like, like, let's say you have a bunch of um, um, conscious people, right? Mm-hmm. Society's shifting their consciousness. We have a bunch of conscious people now. Mm-hmm. And um how 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 does this process start to happen? Like do you just vote for different people? Do you just march into the White House? Like what what's the, you know, what's the process here?
1: Mm. Well, I guess it's a number of things. There's no like, and I don't know specifics, you know what I mean? Like I don't know what's going to make the biggest change or anything like that, but it's all those types of things. It's, it's, it's sharing uh the knowledge of it just have like, this is part of it. Me and you having this conversation is part of it, you know, like working out, you know, what we don't like you educating me on what I don't see. And me educating you on what you can't see. Like we're each other's blind spots. You know what I mean? And we, we have these discussions to get more information. And then if you know someone who is in a position of power, then you can talk to them and educate them and try to make them more conscious. And then it just kind of happens like a ripple effect. I, I, I will talk to five people. Those five people will talk to five people and so on and so forth. And then eventually there's more people who understand, uh, what's true than there are that don't. And then it's just like, eventually their power is gone because they don't have that ability anymore. They're not in that position where they can do so. So like even just, it's already happening on a global scale. Like you just look at the leaders that we have today, uh, in America or in Canada or abroad or whatever, there's a lot more people that are a lot more conscious. And I'm sure some of them still have biases and egos. Of course, everyone does on some level, but just look at the examples of like the Democratic candidates you've had in America in the last year. Like, look at Yang. Yang he genuinely appeared to me like as if he wanted to help people. I don't know if he's got some deceit that I couldn't see, but it's easy to see when Trump lies. You know, it's easy to see through that because he's he's an egomaniac. And I'm not necessarily he's saying it's bad or anything like that. He just it's easy to tell when he's not being truthful. And he might think to himself that he's trying to do his best. He's just doing his best in his own way. Who knows? But what I'm saying is that, like, you have people like Yang who are genuinely trying to help the people. Uh, even Bernie Sanders, I don't know if he's corrupt on any level. Like, I haven't looked deeply into all these people. But one that really spoke to me a lot was Maryam Williamson. She was all about love, and maybe people didn't agree with her policies and didn't believe in the possibilities she was putting forth. But her idea was, her ideas were all based around the idea of taking care of everyone, and you know this whole. Uh, idea she had of waging peace rather than waging war, like finding out how to be peaceful and then sharing that information with everybody in America and then everybody in the world. You know, that was one of her ways of doing things. So there's all kinds of new people that are getting out there and sharing the truth. And sure, our system shut them down like crazy, like Bernie being the last one. So that's still in place. But every election time, there's more and more people that come out of the woodwork that say, we got to change things. And every time, it gets a little bit and a little bit better. And now you could argue that and say it got worse with Trump, but I look at the positive and I say that the way the thing that Trump brought that was positive to me is that he was against the system. And even though he's a part of it and he still perpetuates it in a big way, he wasn't a paid for politician. He wasn't bought by the corporations, which helps people because it showed a large majority of America that the way we are running our system with corporations and banks and all that was corrupt. And I'm not saying Trump isn't corrupt, he's just corrupt in a different way. So now him being in that position, a lot of people have become disillusioned with the current system and they're ready for major change. So these changes are happening all That's the time. A purpose, so. Exactly. We yeah. had to, his purpose was to be so so much like a clown that we were well, like, What the hell is our system anymore?
0: Well, to me, I just saw him as a dude that can't be fucked with, right? Yeah. Can't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if he's a good guy or a bad guy. That's just some dude that you don't fuck with. Mm-hmm. Right. He can smell it. He can smell all the bullshit that goes on around him. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can't smell his own bullshit. Yeah, he can exactly. Smell everybody else's. Right. Yep. He can be like this this senator over here. Take a look at this guy. Look at yeah. what this guy is doing instead of pointing at me. Yeah. Like, look at this guy. This guy over here. Look at, exactly. at these news reports. Look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> even not, exactly. Maybe he's not pointing at himself, but he's pointing at everybody else. Exactly. Like, look, look, it's true. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and, uh,
0: and I think that, you know, like Bernie Sanders had like a really idealistic way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I couldn't support it, but but also I, I've never, I've, I've not seen some, like I, I really like Yang, uh, mm-hmm. but I have not seen somebody as balanced enough to be handling what's going on. Right. Because right now it's, it's like you need the idealistic um um thinking and perspective of of a new world that never existed and a new way of doing things that never existed. Mm -hmm. But you also like like you also need the experience and and the and the right strategies to be able to deal with the world that already is existing. Yeah. Because just because you're trying to change into a new world, new government system or or a new whatever, trying to transform the country doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you don't like like we're we're at war still mm. like we're, we're at a global war still there's a lot of hate going on there's a lot of all that going on and mm. if you're the shiniest most loving country on earth then that's all the attention is on you mm. and all the hate is going to be on you mm. and all the it's just how like these frequencies and emotions work you know mm. you you if you're the bright loving expressive guy and you walk into a club or an alley of people who can't do those type of things Mm. they're going to want to beat you up or they're (laughs) going to want to cause some trouble to you you know that energy is going to want to dim you down and if you don't have if you've never been been dealing with darkness and Mm. you've been idealistic you're not going to know how to handle that and then you're going to get fucked Mm -hmm. right so so i have not yet to see somebody who is the type of leader that will be able to handle those type of things in those ways right to be able to be be both a war leader and a peace leader at the same time because Mm. right now it's not good enough for you to be a peace leader Mm. in my opinion just not you're not Mm. good enough being a peace leader because what happened when when the pressure of a war comes and you don't know what decision to make because you're such a peaceful person. Mm-hmm. The whole country's fucked. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just because you have good intention and you have an ideal that was good and you have all the best intention and energy in the whole world and the right ideas. It doesn't mean that it's going to be done right. It, mm. does, it doesn't mean that it's going to be accomplished properly it's such a complicated position to be in that it require both. It requires mm. both a warlike mentality and a peaceful mentality, a mm. warlike mentality to keep you safe. Not, not, and not an outrageous, uncontrollable warlike mentality, but a controlled, like, like kind of like a martial art master who's able to fucking fight off anyone, but is can't lose his cool. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you need the monk, right? You need the monk that care about everything. But if the monk try to lead the country, he'll mm. be fucked over. If this <laughs> guy try to lead the country, he won't care enough about the people. Right. So it's, it, it, I don't believe, it, and I believe for the world of change, man, you can't, you can't have like a, can't have like a, like a, I don't know. I, I, I think. I think there needs to be more presidents. <laughs> mm. There needs to be more president deciding on shit. Right. You know, I, yeah. I, I think there needs to be like a conscious, like, like debate going on all the time. Like that is broadcast for people to see mm. what is going on yes. and, and, and for people to participate in, in contributing to the decision of a country. And mm. then doesn't, doesn't mean every, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean that just because they contributed that, that the government had to make that decision, but everybody needs to have a voice. Everybody needs to be heard. There needs to be like a council There needs to be people voting on different decisions Mm -hmm. and things needs to be explaining them why those decisions are good. And they need to be explaining them kind of like live while these politicians are explaining it to each other. And and you know, I'm saying like, and, and, Kind of like the conversation we're having right now. I'm like, we need we need to be, uh, we need a warlike leader. And you're like, we need a peaceful leader. And we're debating it to see mm. where's the common ground and exactly. why we need both. And if there's a conversation between like leaders in the country that's broadcast and people can always watch it, they can trust leaders, first mm. of all, to... They can trust the leaders to make decisions for them. They can trust the other guy who don't have the same mentality as them because the guy's debating and reasoning and using his logic and debating in front of everybody. You you can see whether he's de- being deceiving or not. You can see wh- whether he's he's thinking about himself or thinking about everybody. Right? You can see the mental processes of these leaders that are happening live
1: exactly man and
0: then make those decisions live come to a conclusion live let let people be a part of the decision making process yep. that's why they don't that's why they don't trust the government because they're yep. not part, part of the decision making process
1: exactly yeah. you just you just answered your own question man that's how we do it <laughs> that's how we make that change man we're we're you know you and i and people like us are starting that global conversation already you know what i mean like to the few people that are going to tune into this, they might pick up on some perspective because you shared something with me that I was missing and I shared something with you that you were missing and we were having that conversation to see what's best for both of us. And I agree with you. And you'll notice that even though sometimes it seems like we're disagreeing, the more we talk, we realize we were on the same page the whole time. <laughs> and because uh, I agree. like
0: Different aspects of things.
1: Exactly. I agree that if you are only of the mind of pure peace and you haven't been in the mind of suffering and fear and darkness, then it's going to be very difficult for you to share that information of peace and love with someone who has lived their whole life in fear and darkness. So that's why you and I are good people Advocates for this because we got to this point of peace within ourselves through the fear and darkness and suffering. So I can still relate to someone who's in fear, someone in darkness, someone like in just a negative state of mind. And I could be like, yeah, okay, I can see how you can come out of it because I came out of it myself. But if someone's like born into like, say, an affluent family and their parents are super loving and they have everything they need and they're truly abundant their whole life. And they like never have trouble. They've always had confidence and self esteem and believed in themselves. It might be hard for that person to convince the poor and the downtrodden to uh, change their state of mind because they're going to look at them and be like, "Yeah, well, you were born into it, but I wasn't born into it. Sure, I wasn't like poor or anything like that. Well, we went through some hard times, but you know, I've never been. I've never gone a day without a meal. Well, not on right. purpose. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's so, like I." it's easier for me to speak to people that are in a harder position because I've experienced myself. So it's honestly... It's just this here. It's having these conversations. The the more you and I talk, the more I talk with other people and we talk about these ideas, the bigger the platform gets, uh, more and more people become interested. And then you might even talk to someone who's a politician, like your local representative might be like, Hey, you're saying some good ideas. I'd like to talk to you too. Or you might reach out to those politicians and be like, Hey, how come you do it this way? The point is to have that conversation to be open and transparent. Like you were saying, like, say if we america like you're saying they're trying to do that thing they're trying to be more peaceful but then an impending war came and china or russia whoever were like we're going to come fuck you up then what we can do as north america or whatever is like call them directly or make a video that say i understand you guys are mad at us and you think that we're trying to take from you i want to know why you think that uh, can we talk about this first, you know, open that conversation, hail them. I don't know if you ever watched uh, Star Trek, but in Star Trek, I think, I
0: think that's the future, dude. Yeah. I, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the vision, Yes, like, man. I, 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 dude, I think that's the future. That's, that's where we're going, man. To. Yeah.
1: That's what we're creating right now by by doing these things is creating that free world. And it doesn't mean there's not going to be conflict. Like you said, there's always got to be that balance of light and darkness. In the future, that balance of light and darkness will be less external and more internal. In order to maintain this beautiful system we set up, it's going to be like, okay, I, I really love the position I'm in. I'm fed. I'm taken care of. I have a- access to everything I want. It might be easy to get lazy. It might be easy to get selfish. So you have to watch that. You have to be aware of that darkness and ignorance that just wants to go into doing nothing again. So if you're living in a community where everything is taken care of, we have Uh, all of our food is taken care of. It's all set up in this beautifully harmonious system with AI and technology of all kinds that feed us, shelter us. You know, 3D printers are programmed to build houses, things like that. Everything is taken care of. Then you might get to a point where like, oh, this is the life, man. I don't have to do anything. And you might go back into ignorance because you don't have to learn anymore. You don't feel compelled to learn anymore. So that's why it's important to have books and things that maintain over the years. We like have books about like the Holocaust and be like, look, when we got ignorant, this is how it turned out. So we have to remain aware that evil is a possibility in us. If you just always think in love and light, and neglect the possibility of evil, then you are neglecting a part of yourself and by nature, you aren't able to feel the full capacity of love and light because you are pushing away a part of yourself. The only way highly evolved societies work is that they know that evil or darkness or fear is a possibility. There might be, there. I'm going to say, it's pretty much certain that there's other planets out there where people are so highly evolved that they don't have war they have next to no sickness. Like their idea of sickness might be far removed from what we are. And the may, the way they maintain that is by knowing that they are creating this. They are knowing that they are maintaining this, but if they get cocky, if they get selfish, then they risk going back into the dark ages. Same way. Like you could and call this myth or not. You
0: are channeling some straight up out of this galaxy solar system type of society. Shit <laughs> right here
1: it's the truth man it's the truth It's where we're going man.
0: maybe you came from another galaxy bro
1: well we're all from somewhere else man you know this is not my first life this is not yours either i might have lived a thousand lives on earth and then before that i was in a different galaxy before that i was in a different universe the truth is we're all of it you know what i mean i am the infinite whatever is coming out of that is
0: Coming from somewhere else, not Earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Cause like you said, we see these visions. We we have this imagination. This imagination gives us the idea to think ahead. And when I think, what's the best way to live? Those are the answers that come to me. Is a, a world where everybody is in peace in the sense that they don't have fear every time they leave their house. Every time they go to work, they're like, Am I gonna get fired? Am I gonna have enough money to feed my kids? Those aren't fears of the regular everyday person.
0: That's so cool, bro. Cause because you know. That vision is what called me to my purpose. Mm-hmm. 18, 18, when I started to have these glimpses of, when I took LSD and I would have these glimpses of this, of 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 a society and I I don't think they look kind of human, but mm. it was just glimpses of a society that, that was of just what you're talking about. Right, People don't have money and they were able to, they, they were they don't have money and they were able to live as a unified society because they have a common purpose exactly. that is not money based it's not survival based is on the basis of growth exploration of universe studying life exploration of ourselves of frequencies of 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 the mystery of the universe and that was their that was their um, value system. That's what mm. they care for. And they care for love and all that. So they were able to develop a society like that and have that glimpse of, I don't know if this is the future of earth or just a glimpse of an ideal society. And that called me to start figuring myself out, mm. to start finding my purpose, to find my, my, my gifts. So to see how I can contribute to make that happen to start learning about the type of information that I can, that will improve my brain and understanding in a way where I could cont- contribute to making that happen. And man, that exact thing you're talking about is why I've been on my journey for the last five years.
1: Exactly, man. Yeah. And I, I like what you said you, you don't know where, if that's where we're going, but I'm telling you, man, we choose, you know, this yourself that you create the world you want to be in. It is yep. a collective choosing, but the thing is that if you choose it, then other people are more likely to choose it as well. And there's going to be resistance. There might be people that go to their grave being like this utopia is nonsense. And okay, they can live that way and they can feel that way and they can think that way. That's their prerogative, man. Everyone's free to do and feel and think as they will. But if we choose, if you and I make the conscious choice, we're saying we're not settling for anything less than utopia, then we'll make it happen. It's not a question of whether or not it will. Uh, Will the world go that way? It's like, I'm not stopping until it is. And even if I don't achieve it in this lifetime, my next lifetime, that will be my purpose as well. And I'll just keep going and going and going until whatever universe I'm in is in a peaceful state. And then even when we're in that peaceful state, we'll get in our spaceships or whatever the fuck and get out to the stars and find other planets that are in the dark ages and slowly encourage them and guide them into a more peaceful state as well. Because I also believe from Star Trek, the prime directive, you got to let people get there on their own. You can get, you can be there and send them messages and send them information. And I believe that's like what like star seeds and somewhat are like people that are, have come to this earth in a certain form to educate us on how we can be they might have come from a different galaxy or a different universe or whatever you want to call it. They are here to share that information with us, so they can be like, "Yes, you can live in harmony. It's possible, people." And we're here to. What you're
0: talking about yourself.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I am in a sense. It's <laughs> just that I have no memory of past lives. Like I don't.
0: Well, that that's not that's not what a Starseed is. Starseed mm. doesn't mean he has memory about it at all.
1: Okay. Well, He's okay.
0: Just, I, I just believe that Starseeds have already like decoded light frequencies certain frequencies within your soul already and now you're coming down to earth and you're going to learn the earth lesson just like everybody else right but you can see certain earth people who are going through those lessons and they barely getting through it and by the time they got through it they're like ah you know what you know I'm going, I'm just going to sit fuck all this I'm going to sit home and drink beer for the rest of my life all yeah. I need is my TV and fuck right. all that negative stuff Right. And then Starseed would be like, Whoa, look at all this negativity. We can't have this on earth. We gotta live in harmony and love and light. And we gotta be doing this. We gotta change.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And that way, I guess you could characterize me that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't looked deeply into that subject, but everything I've heard about starseeds, it's just like when I've read people's uh like testimonies about it, like I would read uh in like certain groups and stuff like that, people would be like, I'm a starseed and this is my story. They'll be like I used to live in this different constellation, like I'm from Pleiades or something like that. And whether or not you want to believe in that thing, that doesn't matter to me. What matters is that they're still speaking the truth in the sense that they're here to tell us that light and and harmony is possible. I don't care if they actually never came from there. What matters is that they're speaking the truth in the sense that they know that harmony and peace are possible. And so they're here telling us these things that we already know on a fundamental level. It's just that we're not allowing ourselves to see it because we're too fearful. So yeah, there's, uh, there's different roles. There's so many different roles on our, on our planet right now. And every role is necessary. Like, even like we said, like, even though you may see someone like he's the prime example of this, uh, Trump, where he's causing a lot of harm to people, you might see him as unnecessary, but he is equally as necessary. His role, his, his his part, his, that he's playing in this charade is all part of what is needed to wake us up. Like everything was needed to educate us on some level. We need the negative parts of Trump. So we know not to be that, but if it's not manifest in our reality and it's only imagination, like see if Trump never existed in that position, then if I was like, Hey man, we could end up having a president that does this and this and this, everyone's going to be like, no, that's crazy, man. That, that would never happen. We would never let that happen. No one's going to be. It's the
0: negative part of him that's making him able to combat all these people mm-hmm. that are going against him. Yeah. It's is, is 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 his history and where he came from, the type of things he dealt with in his life, that makes him go, that's wrong. Yeah, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with me. You don't fuck with me. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole. You're yeah. corrupt because I know what corruption is. Yeah. I know bullshit smells like this. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I know there's people trying to do this to me. And you're not going to take me down because I have bigger guys trying to fuck with me. And I've had to do certain I've gone through all this thing, build all these business in my life, whether they're good business or not. I've done all these big things. So those are the things you kind of consider that's dark about him. But because of that, he's able to combat these dark forces Mm. going, boom, boom, Mm. boom. But the light would just be like, oh. Like the light would just be like, I don't know what to do about this dark force right now. You know? But he's just like, I'm gonna bang him in the head.
1: (laughs) Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you get so light, when you're you're at the point of just pure light, then you don't you don't need to know. You just accept. Like for an example, like if somebody wanted to squash me out because of my message or something like that, and they came at me and they're trying to kill me, I'll be like, if you need to take my life, take my life. You know, if that's what will serve you. I love you. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I will say that we could talk about it at first, but if you think it's necessary to kill me and that will satisfy you, then by all means, do what you got to do.
0: To me, being, being at the middle is one of the most beautiful things. Mm. It's not my lack of appreciation for being in the complete light, but mm. I just think that being right in the middle, there's something that's so attractive to, to everybody, mm-hmm. right? to, to the largest amount of people. Yeah. I would say not everybody, but right. it's very attractive. Why, why, why does somebody like Trump is causing so much um attentions and mm-hmm. all that because he's right in the middle?
1: Yeah. yeah, he's right in
0: the middle. You yeah, can't exactly. say he's not good. Mm. Yeah, say he's not good. There's plenty of good he's done, it's yeah. just not good that you would want to be done,
1: right? Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody is fundamentally good or bad. Everybody is a balance of both. And it's about your actions. Like who you are as a being is pure love and light. But if you don't believe that, if you forget that you are a being of pure love and light, then you are capable of manifesting that darkness. And that's what's happening to him yeah. and everybody else. But then,
0: think about, think about why everybody liked Mike Tyson so much. Mm. He's right in the middle of light and dark. Right, the light, is, the light is what make him push through every single struggle mm. and came this great boxer, right? And mm. you can see the little gentle boy behind all that that whole beast, yeah. but is that whole beast is what makes him attractive?
1: Yeah, that exactly.
0: Beast, I'm gonna come in. And I'm gonna pow, pow, pow. <laughs> is what makes people go. That's greatness. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. like to me, like somebody right in the middle like that is just. Or do you know Gary Vee?
1: Yeah, I haven't watched much of his stuff. I've seen a little bit though.
0: Yeah, but somebody like Gary Vee who does so much good for people, he's built all these businesses, adds so much value to people, do all this motivation and inspiring and give people solutions to their life. Mm. But then he curves them out like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And that makes him attractive as hell.
1: It's true, yeah.
0: People exactly. go like, wow. But then if you have like the Dalai Lama, right? Mm. Then people are like, he's a saint. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. most people think that's unattainable. And they're just like, ah, he's just a nice guy. Like, But they probably, a lot of people probably think he's naive in the sense that he wants peace as well, right? But like you said, we need everyone. Uh, the way you referred to it earlier is it is a spectrum. You've got Hitler on the edge of the dark. And then you got the Dalai Lama on the edge of the light. And you got Trump somewhere in the middle, Mike Tyson somewhere in the middle. And then the 99% of the world is somewhere in the middle. But we need all of those people to understand the complexity and the fullness of all of reality. You cannot understand all of reality. If you neglect the dark, you cannot understand all of reality. If you neglect the light, there is material and there is spirit. There is the duality. We need both in order to understand anything. So that's the kind of thing that will, uh, push us forward is that light in us that wants better. Everybody has that in us that we, we want better for ourselves, for the people around us, for the the world in general. We all want it, but a lot of us have been conditioned into believing that it's not possible. So we give up and then we just only take care of ourselves. We only pleasure ourselves and that's it. We don't care about anybody else, but that's what's going to bring you closer and closer to the dark side. And then it's going to get less and less comfortable. The more you get close to the dark and you're going to be like, is, even though I'm comfort, comfortable in the sense that like i'm not doing anything and my body doesn't hurt your mind is going to have this push to be like you should be doing something else you're not happy why aren't you doing better and it's going to egg you on and create depression and anxiety on every level until you decide to make a change and then you will start moving again towards the light everybody is somewhere on that spectrum moving from the darkness to the light and a lot of us go back and forth every day all day now but If we have everyone on that spectrum and the more and more we talk to people about the spectrum and understanding the spectrum, the more people will be like, well, obviously I want the light. Obviously I want freedom. Obviously I want peace. Obviously I want joy. I want love. So then they're going to be like, okay, I understand the darkness is over there. I no longer neglect it. I get that it's a part of me, but I choose to be in the light. And that's where it comes down to our choice to be where we want to be. You've made that choice to better yourself. I've made that choice to better myself. The more me and you talk, the more we talk to other people, the more we are influencing and creating the likelihood of everybody making that decision to better themselves. And the more people that better themselves, the sooner we hit a critical mass where we all just say, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we running the world this way? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So let's do it differently. And then the majority of people will be so powerful that the people that are running the world with fear won't stand a fucking chance. They're already losing every day. I see it every day. The love is winning out against the fear. And I want to even avoid that analogy of winning of this battle because it's not a battle. battle it's a balancing. The light is being like, hey, fear. It's not like the light is going, fuck you, fear. The light is going, hey, fear. Don't you realize that you're love too? You think you're fear, but you're not actually. You're just. Well, there's a little bit light.
0: of the "fuck you" fear because there's a little bit of the darkness on the light side, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of ha. Yeah, yeah, I
1: Dude, get it too myself. You. Yeah,
0: like because it's just like the yin yang, right? There's a little exactly. bit of that dark, like ha, ha we did. Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. get, I get real excited when I, when I go on the computer in the day and then i find a video of someone standing up for their rights they're like yeah i'm not going to take it anymore i'm like Fuck yeah you go you tell them you know i get pumped yeah. but yeah. at the same time i had no point allow myself to embody that consciousness where i feel separate from the dark if i see people who are truly like what people perceive to be evil you know if you like just to take a, a an extreme example like uh saddam hussein or osama bin laden i don't see them as evil people and i'm not trying to squash them out even though they're both dead now Allegedly, (laughs) you know, I'm not. I'm not about condemning them and squashing them out. I'm like saying, if I had a conversation with one of them, I would say, guys, what's going on? Why are you so full of hatred? Why are you so addicted to power? Why do you want to rule the world on this level? And then I would try to show them love and understanding, so they could leave their darkness behind. Because if you don't welcome the people that are running on fear and darkness into the light, then they're never going to come over. If you're like, we are the light and we hate the dark, then well, you're you're not light yourself, honestly. If you still have that hatred for anything. But if you try to push them away and say you're not allowed in our club, then they're only going to get more and more hateful and more and more dark and more and more fearful. And then you're going to have that battle. But if the light accepts the dark as part of itself, I look at every person in this world that is considered to be evil and I recognize them as an extension of myself. Therefore I can show compassion to them and love them. And that's, what's going to make them change. And even if it doesn't happen in this lifetime for them, that doesn't matter to me. I'm still going to show them love and acceptance and understanding. And that's how we change the fucking world, man. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, dude. No, for sure. I mean, I know, I know, I know to try to accept that within, but when it comes to externally, it becomes harder for me. Yeah. because then I'm like, okay, I can accept my darkness, but when it comes to externally, I'm like, well, I can't trust that guy. Like yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't trust that he won't be dark. So we need to contain him. Right. Right. Yeah. It's we well, well, still, that's still we necessary need, on some level. You we know, we need to contain them. Cause it's like, if you want, if you, if you want a good society, like, like a, a, a safe one and you want a good foundation, that thing got to be eliminated.
1: Mm. Mm. Kind of transformed. Pain. Transformed.
0: I would rather than be transformed, of course, which mm. is the ultimate goal. But do you think inherently evil people are going to transform? They're not I don't think go. anybody's
1: inherently evil, man.
0: I, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I get that. No,
1: I understand that that's my point of view, but I'd love to no, hear that. No, I
0: understand that, right? But, but if they're born, if they're born, for evil reason and is already pre-planned and predestined for them to be evil Mm -hmm. with all the evil stuff that goes on in the world. Um, I don't think these people care about, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like you might come with love and that's all great and all, but in their paradigm, all they know is fight. Mm -hmm. So they're going to fight that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fight till the end until they break down. Yes. This is how this darkness energy work. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't change until you reach rock bottom. Mm. But then when you reach rock bottom, you don't just change. There's a lot of people that are so dark. And when they reach rock bottom is when they go, I'm going to really fuck everything up. Now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else to lose. I'm going to go blow myself up with everybody else.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, That got to be contained and eliminated. And then when we gave to a safe spot, okay, let's try to transform this thing.
1: Mm. Well, I would agree with the contained part, but not with the eliminated
0: part. If a beast is running at me, trying to kill me, and I'm Mm. like, "Eh, let's try to talk to this guy. Ain't going to work. I'm going to contain this beast and over the years, transform it into my beast, right?
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I'd agree with you. Uh, if like it's the same analogy. Like if a beast is coming at you, you contain it. You get it away so it doesn't have the power to harm. But you, I wouldn't eliminate it. I would just, you know, a beast is a different thing because, like, just to use an example, of like a a human. So we can actually talk with reason and stuff like that. Say if a, a child is having a tantrum and he's in a in a preschool, you got to get that child away from the other kids because he might hurt the other kids. But Then you take them in a room where you can do no harm. Maybe even distant yourself if the child is strong and you feel like it's going to hurt you. You know, just put a, a shield in between you, but don't ever stop the love. You stand on. Like, I just don't think.
0: Know. I just don't think we can we can escape the world of death. death what? is You know, we escape can't escape the what of death. The world of death. I don't okay. think we can move on to a paradigm without death.
1: Well, no death... Well, to me, death is just a, that's a, a changing of like form.
0: If I'm protecting my people and my society and mm-hmm. this same enemy keep trying to hurt us. Yeah. Eliminate.
1: Mm. Well, I mean like because if you have the opportunity. Well,
0: he has his free will. I can't stop him from his free will, mm. but I have to protect me. Sure. The survival of the fittest. And if he keeps choosing the same free will to try to poison and hurt, hurt us and destroy us mm. and eliminate us, and he has to be eliminated mm. because not eliminating him is going to eliminate us.
1: Well, you would eliminate his power, take his power away. You know, if there's someone coming in your community and trying to do harm to you, sure. Put them in some sort of containment so they can't escape. But I, I wouldn't. That
0: would, be best, that would be the best scenario. Sure. Yeah.
1: But like, you know, if you're in a position where that's not an option, say if you're in the woods and a beast that's comes at saying. you and you, you don't have a cage handy to put this beast in a cage. Then you might have to fight for your life, and that's nothing wrong with that. I don't see any immorality in defending your own life. That's all but I'm saying. Yeah. If, yeah, exactly. As always, yeah. we come back to the same. <laughs> we come back that's to the same awesome. thing. So, yep. in our society, we have that opportunity. So, imagine that every jail was more like a rehab.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like Should if be, if, if least, people yeah. are if people are truly dangerous, then you would have to separate them. Maybe put them in solitary solitary confinement in the sense that they don't have access to other people, but. Not in the sense that they're not stimulated. You don't give them food or water or sunlight or whatever. You would just build a containment thing outside in the sun. You give them all the tools they need to grow their own food. And you give them a source of water. And you're like, here, fend for yourself. We'll be back here every day to talk to you about who you are. If you don't want to talk, then we'll just sit with you and be with you. And if they don't ever talk to you and they just keep growing their own shit and they keep feeding themselves and taking care of themselves, then by all means, let them do that for the rest of their life. But at no point should you just shut them out and eliminate them because they tried to do harm to someone else. You should try to understand them and help them understand themselves because truly the only reason why they're acting out and doing harm is because they don't understand who they are. Because if they understood who they are, they would understand they're a part of the whole and they wouldn't want to hurt another part of themselves. So you be there with them. Like just to paint a picture for you, you, you have somebody who is harming people, killing people, beating people up, whatever. You take them, you contain them in a in a place where they can't do all that but in this place you give them all their essential needs to live and thrive. You give them sunlight, you give them healthy food, you give them everything they need, but you still put a barrier in between you and them because they can hurt you. So then you would just sit outside of that barrier a couple hours a day and you know take shifts. People would take shifts doing it and be like, "Hey, so what's going on today? What are you feeling?" They'd be like, "Fuck you, I don't want to talk to you. I hate you. Leave me alone." I'm like, "All right. Cool. I'll just sit here." They'd be like, "No, leave me alone." Like, okay. All right. I'll come back later. You just keep Bring in the love, man. You let them choose what they want, but you just always make it known to them that there's an infinite source of love here for you if you want it. And if they, one day they're going to get so lonely or they're going to get so angry, they're going to get so fed up that they're just going to want someone to talk to. And they are like, hey man, tell me anything. And they might not want to tell you shit because they might have so much shame or humiliation because of who, what they've committed in the past that they feel that nobody will ever forgive them. You go in there and be like, hey man, no matter what you've done in your past, I'm still gonna forgive you. Still gonna love you. And they're like, No, you won't. You will. You never love me. I'm. I'm too hateable or whatever. They're gonna believe that by himself. But you just keep going back. You keep giving them love. You do it for your entire life if you got to, because every life is valuable, no matter how far they've gone into the dark and no matter what atrocities they commit. Their life is still a part of everything and it's valuable. So you do your best. You do what you can to show them that they have love within their heart and then help them find that love again. Because if they do find that love, their desire to harm is going to fall away because the power of love is way better, way more powerful. So that's the way you go about taking care of these people that are so far in the dark that they don't understand what they are and they end up committing atrocities.
0: That's the word, man. That's the word for <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, seriously. Seriously. I. I've been, yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, on um, instinctually, I understand that very much. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it all requires everybody, the soul work to actually be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You it all starts on an individual level. And I think that's why I focus a lot on the individual level of what you could right. do, like get your life together do the self-love do the have the right mindset though you can all because it require all of us to be at a certain level of consciousness Mm -hmm. and certain level of well-being in our lives in order to make those types of decisions together yep so I, i i think i try to focus on that a lot of you know how to do this how to do that and yeah dude i think i try to yeah try to make an example out of myself by by mm. by being able to to do that but then i don't know what i'm trying to say i guess <laughs> i guess i guess i i i um sometime i focus on that a lot that mm. i'm i'm losing the the perspective you're, that you're talking about
2: because
0: mm. i'm i'm like I'm, I'm preparing for what you're talking about so much that is like once i'm ready and prepared i'm like Oh now I have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. No.
0: Now 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 I have to actually do what I've been preparing for. Oh, yeah. okay. So there's a whole nother amount of work here. So I so the thing was I figure out what you just said, and I'm like, mm. wow, people are not ready for that. I mean, look at all the suffering that's going on. Let's 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 help people with trauma, first of all. Let's yeah. help people with having the right income and the right mindset about going about your career. Mm. Let's help them get the right mindset, the right relationships in their lives. So mm. they're at that place where they can have that type of consciousness and sustain it. And then you can make these types of decisions. So I'm so yeah. focused on do, helping doing that for people that yeah. when you're saying this, I'm like, Oh, I haven't thought about that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So your focus is kind of like you're creating the environment for people to find this truth for themselves. Yes. You're like, I want to better the lives of everyone. So they can understand these concepts. Cause if you're in a state of fear and lack and, and no self worth, then when someone preaches this stuff to you, the way I am, they're like, nah, not, not going to work. Fuck off. Don't bring that hippie shit towards me. You know, like, it's just, that's the kind of reaction you're going to get. But if you improve someone's life, if you help improve someone's life, if you do what you do and the way you're sharing this knowledge through your videos and stuff, being like, this is how you can better your life, you know, um, you know, meditate more, exercise more, eat better. Then when people do that, their body will be in more balance. And when their is in balance, their mind is in balance. And then they're in a better state of mind in general. They feel better. So then when you give them these ideas, they'll be like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And also, not only when you give them those ideas, but those ideas will naturally occur. When you're in a positive state exactly. of mind, when you are not living in fear every day, you will go within yourself and you'll be like, huh, what way should I live? And the answer will be given to you just like that. The uh, answer's are there all the time.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was going for because I'm like, you don't even need to tell them. If they have a good life, they will eventually do good things. Exactly if they have a good life, they will think in better ways. They will be like, oh, I have time to read a book or I have time to do some charity. I have money to do some charity. I have time to volunteer to do this and that. I have money to help these people. Oh, I can sit around and think about whether the current way of prisoning people is the right thing to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I
0: have the time, I have the abundance in my life to sit around and do that. Yeah. Instead of hustling and bustling and trying to make rent due and all that. So,
1: yeah, exactly, man. That's why all of these roles are necessary, man. And we all play multiple roles. You know, like I'm not just a speaker, I'm not just one who says, you know, this is the way it can be. I also hold space for people so they can realize these things for themselves. Because, like, a lot of the time when I talk to people in my life, I don't just say hey this is the way it is I'll just sit with them while they work through their own thoughts and I'll be a place where there's no judgment so they can say what they're thinking and feeling and then I just observe it and then they end up saying the same shit I would have said to them anyways because they're right. finding it within themselves because ultimately we have access to the we all have access to the same infinite consciousness that is harmonious it's harmonious in nature so you're only going to come to harmonious types of solutions So if you give someone that space, if you help someone get healthier, if you help someone get stronger, then you are creating an environment within them for them to have these thoughts for themselves. It's not about pushing your ideals or telling you them what you think. You're just be like, hey, this is how you can better your life. And when they better their own life and realize that they have the power within themselves, then they'll come to all these conclusions anyways. And You don't have to tell them anything. Like some of the greatest teachers in the world don't say a word. Some of the, like, you know, you find a a guru in the Himalayan mountains, he might not ever speak, but him just being there and being in pure love, he's emanating that love and he'll attract devotees from all around the country and all around the world that come to just be in his presence because he's radiating pure love and acceptance and non-judgment. So when you're with them, you just feel this, this pure acceptance and then you're like, oh, what is this guy doing? He's not even speaking to me, but I feel like he loves me. And then you start to find this part of yourself that is exactly like him. So there, every role is necessary. You need that guru in the Himalayas, and you need me and you who speak and share knowledge, and you need people who are also demonstrating what's wrong or what's possible in the darkness if we don't uh, be conscious of our own decisions.
0: Mm. yeah dude I'm just taking down notes because i'm 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 having like more glimpses about the overall purpose of life and my life so mm. I'm like I'm getting a more big picture like which will help me a lot more with the direction I'm going because having this conversation is bringing up a bunch of stuff that that I've thought about before and 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 I've decided earlier in my journey that it's been a few years and it's been so long that now I'm uh, kind of not having it as my focus as much. And I'm like, well, wh- wh- where am I going? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I'm going the right way, but for some reason, I it's almost like the the map got a little blurry, Right, but I'm still going the right <laughs> direction. It's just the mental map just getting blurry. Yeah.
1: I know because you know? exactly
0: right. I, I, yeah, because I know I'm going the right way. I just, I just all of a sudden mentally I forgot why I was going this way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know exactly what I mean. Like, I, I, that's one of my challenges, I guess, is to maintain that vision. And this is one way I do it is by sharing it with others. Like, if anything, uh, a big part of why I do this is not necessarily just to share what I know with others, but to make sure I keep it within myself. Because seven years ago, when I had this revelation, it was really clear. It was obvious to me in every way, shape, or form. Like I was there in that heaven-type realm where everything is perfect. And then when I went out into the world and tried to share this with my friends, some of them were receptive and like, man, that is so cool. I love these ideas. But some of them were like, nah, bye. Like, I don't see that that way. And then I started to feel this resistance. And I started trying to like, uh, basically remold myself to make myself understanded by everyone. So I'm like, how can I reach everyone? And I started changing my ideas a little bit. And I'm like, okay, so like maybe maybe what I thought about this isn't true. And then I started doubting what i seen. And then I would get caught in this doubt. And then I'd always be like, well, what's going on? I don't feel as good anymore. I don't feel as connected anymore. I don't feel as enlightened anymore. What's going on? And then I'd look within myself and I'd find out that I started to believe something that wasn't true just because I wanted to prove to someone that something else was true. Like I would (laughs) counter someone and they'd be like, no man, it's never going to work in this type of system. So I would just alter my views to try to convince them in some other way. And I'm like, okay, maybe they're right about that. And then I would take on their disbelief as my own. And then that would kind of spiral in my mind and create some sort of dissonance and some sort of fear. And then I'll be like, why don't I feel as good anymore? And I realized it because I let somebody else convince me of a lie that I wanted to believe just so I could connect to them. But then I'm like, my point is not to get the connection and love from everyone. It's to stay true to my message and stay Mm -hmm. true to what I know. Like I have no doubt in my mind that we are moving towards a a utopian type society. That is where we're going in my, that's where I am already in my own being. And as long as I'm already there, then I will share what I know it to be. And then it will emanate outwards and have that effect. But if I start listening to everyone around me, like, not nah, that's a lie, man. You don't understand the way it goes. Like, you know, I would talk about like something along the lines of we can create our own reality. You know what I mean? Like we had the power to alter our thoughts in a way that we can create matter. We create these these situations that we're in the same way when you're in a dream and then you think something in a dream and then all of a sudden it's there you have that same ability here it's just a slower process it's more dense but people don't believe in that they'll say that's pseudoscience and and then you listen to scientists who like you know uh they'll get mad at like spiritual people like you'll see a scientist get mad at, at like uh, Deepak Chopra because he talks about quantum physics and they'll be like you're using quantum physics wrong that's not the way it works you don't understand but in reality, yeah, I know was
0: like, uh, that was a uh, Sam Harris and Deepak Chopra.
1: Yeah. I've seen, I've seen them debate a couple of times and I get yeah. where they're coming from. Cause I was in that mentality before too. They're like, yeah. they're, you, you're using science to uh, purport something that isn't uh, based in science. And I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, is that spirituality and science are two sides of the same coin. You need, you need both. You need to understand how it works mechanically but at the same time you got to understand that there is a spirit there is this force there is this driving ether that drives it all and fundamentally all those scientific laws can be broken down when you recognize that the whole is the absolute reality so you can take that knowledge of i can manipulate other matter and create anything you want that is a possibility but when i encounter people in my life that say you just don't understand physics you don't understand science i'm like okay man i get that you think that but i just understand it on a different level than you not saying it's a better level or higher level it's just i'm seeing it from a different vantage point and that grants like that's the thing is like throughout the years every time someone told me that if i found like a scientific article that says you know everything you're saying about creating your own reality or proving the law of attraction wrong i just i will be like oh maybe it is wrong but then the more I think that I'm just like fear would set in all these other, other things would set in and then I would be stuck in this confusion again, but then I would find my way back to the light and I'd understand that in the light, it's all there and everything is possible. And the reason why I ended up believing that it wasn't real is because I wanted to connect to someone and I wanted to convince them. And I got attached to this idea of spreading the light rather than being the light. And when I was attached to changing yeah. people's minds rather than keeping my own at where I know to be true, then I end up getting sucked back into that fear mechanism. So. Yeah it's all it's always all there you know you look within yeah. yourself you find the truth and you don't yeah. need to be able to explain it with a peer reviewed paper in order to prove it there is just experience you know the the biggest truth comes from experience if a peer reviewed paper said that objects don't fall towards the earth but then you've seen an object fall towards the earth you're not going to believe the paper you're going to believe your experience and my experience has been that i have seen the ways in which i've created my own reality and other people around me and i understand how it works on a fundamental level i don't need the science of someone else or the words of someone else to verify what i already know so as long as i stay true to my vision and to know that everything is possible and everything is happening all at once and it's just a matter of perspective then i remain in that state of clarity understanding love peace joy what ever I ever wanted in my life is available to me now because I understand that. And if that isn't set up, if that isn't designed in some way to be that way, then it's the greatest delusion there ever is. And it's just, it it makes no sense to me, honestly, it it doesn't make logical sense for it to be both of those things. It has to be that the light is the only thing and it manifests in ways of darkness, in ways of separation, but it never truly is separate from itself.
2: (sighs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. These yeah. rants are so fun. Like I get in them and like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Half the time I just let it flow through me, but I know yeah. it. I yeah. know it to be the truth. And then, and then after I'm done, I'm like, Whoa, I kind of just stepped out of myself there for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're channeling the soul wisdom, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, It's, it's within us all, man.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 I love when that happens, man. It's just, it's <laughs> your an analytical mind gone Mm -hmm. shut down and this just speaks yeah this speaks and when this speaks it might not like it it, it's man when this speaks like when you you know you use your analytical mind trying to like am i saying this right am i saying that right But when this speaks bro it's only right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's only right there's no wrong way of speaking this at all it comes out and it comes out perfect it comes out in a way everybody understands it And and it's just pure, simple, truth, light, clarity, you know, love, all that just
1: emanates from you, man. It's like that that energy of the heart just kind of moves through your mind and uses the words that you've learned to share the message. But it's just like it's using it as a tool. The heart uses your brain as a tool to get the truth out. Yeah, but if you get stuck in your brain the way you're saying earlier that a lot of people these days are stuck in the head They only speak from the head. They don't speak from the heart at all And they think that everything has to be explained in a logical fashion But to me the understanding of logic is to box it up You know, this is the way this works. This is a system and if you see a system it has a limit and that limit is is And that system as a whole, in order to exist and to be understood, has to have boundaries and limits and and characteristics. But the truth is without character. The truth is without limits. So you can't box it up. You can't describe the truth perfectly with words. The ultimate truth is silence. There's only like when you know the truth fully and you try to share it fully, you are automatically limiting it in some way by putting it in form because the truth is the formless. By trying to understand it in a mechanical way or in a logical way, you're, you're, you are limiting. You're, already,
0: you're creating an illusion of the truth. You're you're already creating an like an alternate version of the truth. Mm. There's no way you can speak the truth 100 percent because yeah. is 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 a man made language and it's not the lang- Like it's just not that energy. The only way you understand that truth is energetic wise.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. That's like the, the clo- only way. You, yep. The closest word you could get. To the truth, in my view, is just Om because it's just a vibration of pure energy. Mm. Just Om, music. It's the closest word to truth. You know, like best you can get. But yeah,
0: like 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 there are states that I get into in meditation that there's no way to fucking explain, and mm-hmm. even if I explain it, it's just a fraction of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And how, like me trying to explain it. Of Everything that goes on now just makes me sound kind of lunatic.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. When I first woke up.
0: When I feel it, it's so magnificent. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like this mumble jumble. I try, I try, I try to explain as much as I can, but I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, you, 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 um, yeah. Feeling, feeling the law of one is so much better than explaining it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah, like yeah. i kind of like descend even though like i don't want to think of that in a negative sense but i because i work on many different levels right there's sometimes times where i'm in the oneness and i don't need to speak or do or say anything but then there's other times where i come into this realm where i'm using my speech i'm using my connection with others to share that information so it's kind of like you descend from that law of oneness to come into the duality. So you can share the information of the oneness. But yeah. like you said, it, it is by sharing it. I, I like the analogy used earlier. It was kind of like in a different way, but this is a good way to put it. It's like, the words we are using are the map to the oneness. Mm-hmm. But the map is not the oneness itself. These words aren't the oneness itself. It's just like you use this map. I'm pointing you in the direction with these words. I'm like, this is how you get there. But ultimately when you get there, there's no speech. There's no particular feeling. There's no like one emotion. There is all emotions. There is all knowledge. There is all words. It's all melded into one grand experience of all that is. Yeah. So, like it. it is, it is like a map in that way. Mm-hmm. So you and I are kind of like tour guides.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, and then, and then we're given different gifts to mm. guide in different ways. Exactly. And that's man. the, that's the, that's the beauty of, individualism that's the beauty of of um being different expressions of god Mm -hmm. of 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 the the oneness you know i think that's great because i'm i'm gonna try to i'm gonna guide through art right i'm gonna guide through through i'm gonna guide with words and with conversations too Mm -hmm. but i've been gifted with the gift of art and that's Mm -hmm. gonna make me create certain kind of images that's gonna be a consciousness triggering, it's going to trigger something in the consciousness that makes them go, I have that part in me, I have those pains in me, wow, that picture really activated something in me, now I feel a certain way, maybe I should question it, and yeah. then I'll come in on an Instagram story, like, look, I made this art, and here's me talking about it on this channel over here, yeah, exactly. so listen, how about you go over here and study about what I just created an art about? Right
1: exactly man (laughs) it's a beautiful thing
0: yeah
1: oh man this has been quite a ride and like i just want to i'll just put this out there now i got about 15 minutes left so uh i don't know which even direction i want to take this in now because i feel like we've said everything but
0: yeah dude we've gone
1: gone (laughs) it's beautiful man
0: i'm pretty far yeah Yeah, you can feel the vibe for sure
1: oh man i'm high as hell now (laughs) there's
0: a time when i was speaking during the conversation i was like Whoa! I felt the vibrations going mm. I can mm. feel like there was vibration coming, like like every time I said something that was very like the truth or 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 close to the truth, or it's just off that vibration, right? Mm. I can just feel like whoa, things are shifting around me. This energy is all like it's all going like this around me. I'm like whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because your body's, yeah. you're, you're getting more in tune with your truest form, right? Yeah. Uh, and when you're raising, you're literally raising your consciousness which raises your vibration, which makes you vibrate at a different frequency, which allows you to harmonize with the world around you. So then you feel that electricity. You know, it's yeah. very palpable, you know, and you don't have to be in anybody's presence to get it. Like sometimes when you're with someone, you can really feel their presence and you're like, oh man, it's so nice being next to them. Right. You know, when yeah. you're on the level of knowing that we are, we could literally be in two different countries right now and we feel each other's presence and energy because there's no limits. It's, it's not like it's limited by distance or the speed of light. It's instant. You know, there there's that whole concept of like quantum entanglement where one particle okay. uh, can be separated into two, and then you could separate them by light years and then affect one particle over here, change its spin to go left or right, and then instantly that particle light years away will have the same effect. It will like this spin spin will change from left to right, and then this one will change from right to left, and there's no delay in between. It's not limited by the speed of light. So that's the, that's the kind of energy, that's the kind of ether that we operate on truthfully. So when you and I are speaking these things, we're harmonizing in that state where we both know the truth, and then instantly I can feel your energy and you can feel mine because we're not limited by distance. It's as if you're right here with me. It's as if you're in this same body with me because truly there is no real separation. Exactly.
0: There's no no separation there's no time so it's happening like it doesn't need to travel to me it's happening right now
1: exactly we're just tuning into it we're just changing our dials to go into that frequency
0: yep pretty much dude Mm. pretty much i uh i experience that a lot like i i can sometimes i feel when when certain people in my life are feeling a certain way i'm like my life's going great why am i feeling this way and i'm Mm -hmm. like i check on somebody and i'm like oh my mom's not doing okay over here. Mm-hmm. Or my my uh my uh um my uh my son's mother is not doing okay over here. Mm-hmm. And I can feel like there was this like I'm very in tune with energy where I'm like, oh, this negative energy feels like struggle in finance. This negative energy feels like struggle in mm-hmm. jealousy or struggle in mindset. Like mm-hmm. they have different frequencies to them right Right. it's like flavors of dark energy yeah yeah it's (laughs) true that i can taste and i can be like why am i feeling this way i don't feel that way though and then i talk to them and i'm like oh they feeling this way
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) that's what they're going through i'm like but i'm feeling it so intense in my body it's almost like i'm going through this thing right right and i think i think i need to do a little bit more work on like cutting cords I need to do that. I need to mm. cut cords with people, you know, cause because it's okay to feel that, but to feel it on the level I feel is like, uh uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little is a little too too much for me to be like to meet for me to um balance out and maintain my own chosen state of 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 uh, emotions or feeling. Mm.
1: One thing I would say is that. Rather than cutting the cord, uh, diminish the flow a little bit. Because like what the cord, the cord you have that's coming, like say from your your mother or the people in your life that are feeling those things, you you're feeling them so intensely because you've got this current going between you and you've got it really open, so it's coming in really strong and it's too much for you to handle. So you're, it's getting caught up within you. But if you just allow, if you close it off a little bit. And you're allowing the flow to still come in and you're feeling it and you're still recognizing that they're feeling those things, but it's, it's low enough that you can process it properly and then let it go. Cause like you've let go of your own emotions. Like you've had your own fear, your own, uh, your own guilt, your own uh, shame or whatever it is that's brought you down, but you've been able to let those things go. So you can go through the same processing with other people's emotions. Like for an example, if somebody in my family is feeling something heavy Then they tell me and I feel it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so nuts. Like, Oh, and I feel it. But I know to let myself feel it fully, not deny it, understand that that suffering is a part of our existence. And then I can breathe through it and let itself, let it move through me and not, not take it on. Be like, I need to take on their burden just because they're hanging on to their fear or they're hanging on to uh, their suffering in some way. Doesn't mean I have to hang on to it with them. If anything, if I hang on to it with them, it, it uh kind of stop it it slows down the process of them letting go of it as well but if you take it on and then let it go then it'll be easier for them to let it go as well. When i talk to people and they tell me what's going on in their life and they share really deep heavy uh times of trauma that they've been through like even when you told me your story earlier about your friend's passing right in front of you oh man i felt that it was heavy it was really heavy i could feel that pain and that fear and that all that Negative emotion that you you could have experienced. You know, I I felt it on a very visceral level. But if I got in the mindset, oh man, that must have really hurt, Harvey. That really sucks. Like I really feel bad from. I feel bad from. I feel bad from. I'm keeping that narrative of me feeling bad in my being. But what I did was, I I took it on and I breathed through it. And then I let it go because I like, I know that I've gotten through all my suffering and I know that everybody can move past their suffering if they allow themselves to process it properly. If you let the emotion move through you the way it needs to, you let the sadness move through you, you feel it, you cry, you do what you got to do, and then you let it pass. So by letting that come on to you and then breathing through it and letting it pass, you are creating that possibility within yourself to move through any emotion. And you're also creating that possibility within the other person to move through it as well. But if I got stuck in this pity or this sympathy for you, if I just kept on saying, oh man, this really sucks. I can't believe Harvey went through that. That's so difficult. And I'm just constantly reassuring that narrative that you're in a bad place because of it then I'm continually believing that you're in a bad place. And that makes it harder for you to get out of your bad place. But if I'm saying, oh man, that Harvey, that must've been so difficult. Like I really feel what you felt, but I know that you can move past it. And I know that you can get through it. If I show you that I've can do that myself, then you're more inclined to believe that you can do it as well. So when you have this connection with people in your life and you feel their emotions so profoundly, you let them move through you. You feel their sadness. You cry. You yell. You do what you got to do to get it through you, and then you can go at them and be like, "Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but you can move." Yeah, past you're,
0: you're acknowledging somebody's reality, but you're not playing into it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you're 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 acknowledging it to help transform it, rather than acknowledging it and playing into it, so that you know you can't contribute to this person transforming it at all. Right. 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 Because if this person is stuck in a certain mindset and you're just playing into it, then that's not helping them. That's just adding to that reality. You're just confirming that reality even more. Exactly the person might less likely want to change it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So by you cutting the cord, then That's only protecting yourself, but ultimately you're not really because when they want to heal and they might come to you for sympathy or empathy or help in getting through it, and you'll be like, I can't feel what you're feeling because I cut the cord. You know what I mean? Then you're not going to help them heal because when they tell you all their trauma, you basically cut the connection and then you can't feel it. So therefore, they're going to explain this to you. And they're going to feel like you're disconnected from them because you're not feeling what they felt. But if you open yourself up and be like, oh my God, I do feel what you're feeling. Right. And that is so heavy. And then you move through it together. you will be like, take my hand. We're going to get through this darkness together. But if you're on the outside of the darkness with a cut and be like, hey, I'm in the light over here. Come on over. But I'm not coming in there to get you. You know what I mean? Like you have the ability to go into your own darkness and feel it. So you take a few steps into the darkness. But you keep one step, you keep one like one hand in the light, and you'd be like, Here, come with me, come with me. You know, but if you cut the cord completely, then they're not going to be able to confide in you. They're not going to be able to share their trauma with you. And it's going to be harder for them to heal because they're not going to have anybody to do it with them. But if you open up the channel just a little bit and take in some of their trauma and process it the way you've processed your own, then that will help them process it as well. So rather than cutting the cord, you just make the cord a little thinner. So you don't get it all at once and get overwhelmed because if you get overwhelmed, you're going to end up creating these spirals in your being that, uh, kind of vortex into a negative sense. And then it's going to be almost impossible for you to help them because you're feeling their pain just as much as they are. And then you're both reassuring that narrative that they're in pain and you're both, you like said, playing into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense.
1: So that like, that's the way I deal with it in my life. Like, You know, I I realized years ago that I can rise above my own emotions. So then I started rising above others' emotions. And then when I'd speak to them, they would tell me their trauma. And I would just be like, yeah, that's your ego. Your ego believes a lie. So therefore, you're feeling trauma. And as true as that might be, that's not the helpful way to do it. You got to come down a little and be like, here, come with me. I know a way you can move through this. I'm not just going to say, hey, you're believing a lie and then expect them to just let it go. That's not the way it works. You got to be like, okay, so why does it hurt so bad? Like, what is going on within you that really causes that pain? Why why are you in such pain? Do you believe that you can get out of it? Is there a way out? And if they say, no, I don't, be like, how come you believe that? You know, you kind of work with them to find their way out of their own darkness. You don't tell them how to get out. You just be like, "Ah, oh, here, I'm in the darkness with you. But I know there's a way out. You don't have to believe me, but I'm going to still stay with you and find a way out with you. And I'm going to always say that there is a way out, regardless of whether or not you believe it. So you can approach the people in your life with the same kind of thing. You know, If your your family or friends are feeling darkness, then you'd be like, hey, what's going on? Talk to me. I'm here for you. But I'm not going to reassure your narrative that you have no power because a lot of people when they're stuck in the fear mindset and the pain mindset they believe that that's just the way it is and there's no way out but if you go in there be like yeah that sucks man there's nothing you can do to change that then you're not helping them change you're not helping them grow but if you go in being saying yeah i really feel that that really does suck and i know your pain but i believe there's a way out do you want to talk about it then you might be able to help them get out of it So it's important to keep those channels open. Like I have tentacles, you know, I have channels out into every single person in this world. I'm open to hear your troubles, but I'm never going to say that your troubles are permanent. I'm never going to tell you that there's nothing you can do to get out of it. There's always ways into the light. There's always a beacon there for you to follow. If you want it, you just got to, you got to be open to that possibility.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now what happens if that person just won't play into that that um you know that narrative or your reality
2: Mm
0: -hmm. they're your family member but they're like no they just straight up no. that there's just such a heavy ego against it then what do you do like do you you know what you do do you just just keep doing the same thing
1: yeah basically i've had people like argue with me like uh A friend of mine years ago, we were chatting about this kind of stuff. I told him how I found infinite love in my life. And I was just like, there's no hate within me anymore. And he still had a lot of hatred within himself. So he was basically like, there's no fucking way you can tell me there's no hate in the world. I was like, I never said there's no hate in the world. I said, there's no hatred in me. Uh, I have no hatred. If somebody did something terrible to me, I would be, you know, I'd be hurt. But I would never hate a person for doing something terrible to me because I understand on a fundamental level They're coming from a place of fear and they're coming from a place of lack and they're coming from a place of pain within themselves So when my friend was saying all this to me, I was like, yeah, man I get where you're coming from but i'm not going to buy into the fact that Hatred is a part of the human Experience and there's nothing you can do to change it. You can rise above your hatred And there's a quote that I heard recently in a movie that I watched. Uh, I just recently watched the the dr. Strange movie and uh, the, the woman in it, the, like the sensei, I can't remember what she was yeah. called, but the, the wise one, yeah. she said, we never abolish or get rid of our demons. We just rise above them. And that's the truth. I've had hatred within me and hatred is still possible within me, but it's only possible when I don't live the life I know I'm supposed to live. If I started like getting drunk again all the time and getting mad at people. And going back into my old mindset, then I would start to feel hatred again. But I choose not to feel hatred because I don't like the feeling and I don't think it's productive. So I live my life in a way that only produces love and hatred, hateful thoughts can come into my mind, but I immediately see them as false. I'm like, that's not true. You don't hate that person because they're just an extension of you. So how could you hate a part of you and so on and so forth? So when someone is against and just doesn't believe in what you're saying, then that's okay, man. Just be like, all right, I understand that you don't believe that. And we could talk about why if you want, but if you don't want to talk to me, if you don't think I'm here to help you, if you think I'm just not, if you think I'm just spouting lies just to convince you of something or sell you something, then we don't need to talk. I'll be over here. I'm here if you want me. If you ever want to talk to me again, I'm here for you. You know, you just make yourself available to them. You don't have to convince them of anything. You just make yourself available to people. And then if if they end up wanting to talk to you and they think that what you're saying might garner some merit at some point in their journey, then they might come back to you. But if not, then that's, that's their own choosing. Everyone has their own free will to deny or accept what you're saying. Yeah. So we, yeah. Even in the case that like, you're trying to talk to a family member about this stuff and they're like, Harvey, you're fucking crazy by, you don't know what you're talking about. You're like, okay. Yeah. I get why you think that it's okay. And maybe I am a little crazy in your eyes, but I'm still happy and I'm still going to do what, what works for me and you can do what works for you. And I'm still going to love you regardless. And just unconditional love, unconditional truth, man. That's the answer to everything. Yeah. Always be truthful. Always be loving.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> Seriously, I I I really like that you're able to very stand strong. Your value of that, you know, and it mm. and it shows through every single time you have said it. You repeat it. Over and over and over and over during this three hours of conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that the message is unconditional love. Yeah, no matter 100%. what, man, you're not going to harm nobody and nobody deserve anything but unconditional love. And unconditional love is the way to resolve all the issues in our lives and in the world right now.
1: Always. That's Always. the truth. <laughs> Indeed, sir. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fuck, man. That's a good ender, I think. That was beautiful, there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell, Thank man. you so much.
0: Oh yeah, bro. Thank you. you it's been an absolute
1: pleasure, man. That was incredible.
0: Yeah. 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 Taught me a lot today, dude. You,
1: you as well, man. You brought it a lot in my mind that I, I love. I love finding those places where I was like, you know, how can I explain this better? And you showed right. me where I can explain better. And you, you showed me your perspective, which gave me more perspective.
2: Yeah.
1: We, we just mutually made each other stronger. You know. Yeah. Pretty 100% much. Fuck It's lovely. Pretty lovely, dude. Awesome. Thank you for All this right, experience, dude. Harry. I really yeah,
0: appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it too. All right, yep.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording now.
0: All right, it dude. It's
1: been beautiful. Thanks for being
2: a guest.